0: This episode of Dopey is brought to you by Aloe Recovery, located in sunny Southern California, in Malibu, and Silver Lake. Aloe was created by our great friend Bob Forrest and his friends Evan, Jared, and Bob to create a place where alcoholics and addicts can be treated with compassion and connection rather than control. Everyone I know that's been there has only said great things. They have quelled about aloe. They have failed about their ability to take care of addicts with co-occurring mental health disorders, including SMI. They have gone nuts over how great the detox is, how comfortable it is. And, of course, they have loved the amenities from sound bath meditation to surfing, equine therapy, you name it. They've got it. If you're fucked and you're willing to go to sunny Southern California, I strongly suggest going to aloe. The following ad contains nicotine and is intended for listeners age 21 and older. Attention cigarette smokers, are you looking for an alternative to smoking tobacco? Ever consider switching to vapes? Many cigarette smokers have made the switch to vaping because of the flavors and nicotine strengths available, starting at a zero nicotine. And their brand of choice is Twist E-Liquids. Twist is an American-owned company that makes its delicious e-liquids in Los Angeles, California. Twist has won several awards for creating mouth-watering flavors such as its best-selling lemonade, sweet treats, and dessert flavors. But Twist also produces a line of sweet tobacco flavors. Try Twist e-liquids today and get half price. That's 50% off your first purchase with Dopey 50 D-O-P-E-Y 50 is the code. Sold exclusively on daddysvapor.com. That's dopey50 on daddysvapor.com. If you vape, save half the fucking money and go to daddysvapor.com. We have a new coffee sponsor. It's called Brainwashed Coffee. They give 50% of all their profits to helping addicts and I think that's the most important thing. Actually, it's the second most important thing. Their coffee is delicious. They sent me some and I love it. I French pressed it. It is unbelievable. And as we know, coffee is a, is a great choice for addicts. Although you can't shotgun it, you can't double fist it, all you can do is slow down and sip and sip and sip. And that's how you taste the delicate nuance of bean craft. And you won't boil your tongue. It's like life. Actually, you can't live it all at once. You got to let go and let coffee, one cup at a time. In the steaming hot cup, there is hope. Brainwashed is based on this belief. We've lived it. That's why 50% of everything we bring in, we bounce back out to addiction recovery. Because people are complicated, but coffee isn't. Dopey Nation people, save 20% on brainwashed coffee with the code DOPEY20. Support these guys because they support addicts and give half of their money to addicts in recovery. It's brainwashedcoffee.com, and it is delicious. This five-year episode of Dopey is brought to you by the good people at Sober Grid. An app that offers a solution unlike any other addiction recovery solution where you can find, connect, and share with other people in addiction recovery. It is a free, that's right, a free app that instantly connects you with other sober people. You are instantly connected to a global sober community in your neighborhood and around the world. You can build strong sober support networks and inspire others. SoberGrid now offers affordable 24-7 certified peer coaches to assist individuals in their recovery. Their peer coaches are trained and certified to help you get sober and stay sober. Sober SoberGrid is an amazing opportunity to connect with people nearby. It is an opportunity to be of service and have people help you out. And best of all, it is free at SoberGrid.com. They are rated the number one app in helping Uh, Addicts and alcoholics to stay sober. So check it out at sobergrid.com. And most importantly, this episode of Dopey is brought to you by listeners in the Dopey Nation through Patreon, which is basically me saying, if you love Dopey, please help me make it professionally. It's my favorite thing. And when you guys kick down to Patreon, it gets me closer to doing this full time. So go to www.patreon.com slash podcast and please consider uh, helping me out to get where I want to go with Dopey, which is more Dopey in the world also. There is also amazing Dopey gear at DopeyPodcast.com. We have new stuff coming out. I can't even tell you what they're cooking up in Cincinnati, the boys at SRO Prince. So go to DopeyPodcast.com for that. I still have a couple of Oive hats left, although I'm almost sold out, and a couple of Dopey snapbacks left, although I'm almost sold out, and maybe three... Original Dopey beanies Or as we like to say In the northeast Ski hats Anyway Enough with the ads Here it comes The fifth anniversary show Of Dopey
1: Let's hit these motherfuckers With some Dopey, dude Hello
0: and welcome to Dopey, a podcast about drugs and dumb shit. My name is David, and I'm with Chris.
1: Hello. You My can't say is- hello. You can't say hello nicer than that. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris, and I'm sitting here with your co-host, David. Chris is worried that he sounds stupid, and it might be true, but we need to get over ourselves in order to tell stupid stories about drugs. Right, Chris? That's right. I think everybody hates their voice when they hear it, but I have a strong reaction. I sound like a little girl, so... He acts like a little girl, too, but that's okay. I actually really like my voice Uh, on
0: recording or in singing or in person. I think my voice is really good. I don't have this... Uh, feeling of inadequacy or or insecurity around my voice. Around
1: your voice, no. No, I have it around everything else. It's <laughs> not my voice. Hello, and welcome to Dopey. The podcast about drugs and dumb shit. Sounds horrible when you say it. I, that's why I want you to say it. Why can't we say Dopey, the addiction podcast about nonsense? Sure, that's pretty good.
0: Thank you. I like that one. Um, Mm-hmm. Dopey, the dumbest podcast you
1: could ever hear With the two biggest idiots you'll ever find Especially Chris Yeah, that's pretty good Thank you You don't have to add your jab constantly you know, just Welcome non-stop. to Dopey, is dumb podcast
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Dopey The podcast about addiction and other dumb shit My name is Dave And my name is Chris And here we are in the scenic Lower East Side of Manhattan Hello, and welcome back to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Dave. And
1: I'm Chris. And we haven't recorded Dopey in a long time. Are you sure they're not going to hear the trucks and stuff outside? Maybe they will. I don't care. You need your nicotine. Yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette on Dopey. Dave is a heathen. He's smoking a cigarette in the middle of his room, and all he does is open the sliding door where the wind blows in. But then there's a, room, a window in the kitchen where the wind blows out. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs. No, 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 no. Let's do it again. Hello. Enthusiasm. Yeah. No, I like to, I like to. Do, hello. I don't, that's how Chris answers the phone.
0: Do that thing? What? It, hello. I, it's so annoying. <laughs> he, he answers the Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave.
1: I'm Chris. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. My name is Dave. Dopey. It's retarded. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and Vietnamese food.
0: Welcome to Dopey. The The podcast podcast about about drugs (laughs) and dumb shit. The podcast about Kenny Rogers. Welcome to Ice Cream. The podcast about ice cream flavors. Yeah. No? No. Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about anger and sadness and lonely, lonely spaces. Homeless on the dark comedy of Homelessness. (laughs) So, hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast on drugs, addiction, and dumb shit, and welcome to the fifth anniversary show of Dopey. And who would I have with me except <laughs> my favorite person in the world, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, and brilliant, my Beautiful partner, Linda. Welcome back to the show.
2: Can you put the microphone back in the stand? Because you're holding it like you're a game game show host. And I just, I'm not going to sit here if you do that.
0: I need to do that.
2: It's going (laughs) to be weird. really awkward.
0: It's going to be weird like this. Hello.
2: You're going to have to hold
0: it like that the whole time? Yeah, I'm going to hold it. I'm more comfortable holding it. (laughs) Because I know it'll be close to my voice. I don't have to worry about it. I'll put it on the stand only if if somebody calls in. How do you feel about being on the... uh, so where are you from? Where's your family from?
2: <laughs> Please. Um, no, this is, this is really cool to be on the show for the big five. You feel, you feel excited about it? Of course. Of well, course. I'm so proud of you, and um, it's amazing.
0: And you have become quite the part of the Dopey Nation yourself. Maybe unwillingly, but it's happened.
2: I, I mean, you know, listen... It's it's a big part of uh my life too, this Dopey.
0: Well, you wear Dopey shirts like 4 yeah, days wearing, a week. Look at, she wears Dopey shirts 4 days a week.
2: I put on my Dopey tank top to be on the podcast.
0: It was under her under her thick <laughs> under woolen my, bathrobe.
2: Under my robe and slippers.
0: So, um I can't say I'm very excited to do the fifth show. I've right. been I've been killing myself collecting clips yeah. because as many people in the Dopey Nation know, and as you know, Linda, I'm a huge fan of television, and I grew up really enjoying clip shows. And this is going to be a big, long, stupid oh, clip show. So it's a dream come true for me. The um, The obvious monster or elephant in the room is that, uh, you know, that Chris started the show with me, and he's not here, and you're here, and I'm happy that you're here, but it's a... <laughs> it's a what are you trying to say? It's just a horrible, a horrible deal. It's a... Right. Uh, and I, I want to say this at the very beginning of the show because it really, you know, it was, I've been listening to Dopey. I've been like slaving over a right. hot Dopey. I've well, been... you don't
2: usually listen. I know I'll listen to an episode and I'm like, did you hear this and this? And then Dave's like, well, I don't like, I don't like listening to them. You don't know. I don't know if you don't want to hear your voice or you want, you know, you'll feel too critical. But I feel like since you've been putting this together, you're listening to a lot of Dave was listening to an interview last night that he was going to put a piece of I think on this sh- this episode and he was sitting there and he was like bugging out because he's like I think I'm talking too much. Meanwhile, this was an interview you did like a year ago. I
0: think a year and a half. A year ago. and a
2: half ago and I'm like just don't, you know, don't put yourself through it.
0: Well, the point is, yeah, I was listening to the uh Michael Imperioli yes. episode <laughs> and uh and I had this crazy dream about him. I had a dream that Michael Imperioli was dressed as a police officer and he killed me. Oh, was, he was in the dream. Last he time? was the person that That's killed weird. me in the dream. But and I think me getting killed in the dream has to do with Chris as well because the thing that occurred to me when I was listening to the show, and I listened to a lot of the show. Sam listened to a ton of the show for this. Right. Ray listened to a bunch of the show. And the thing that occurs to me, which is an amazing thing, is that in the show, if you listen to Dopey, Chris is alive. Chris is alive and well Mm
2: -hmm. for the most part and young. That has to be very weird to to be listening to Chris like you're hanging out with him again.
0: It's very weird. It's like, but it's also like, it's very exciting, but it's also like very sad. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, very proud that we captured him in here. And I'm very moved at the number of people that Chris affected. Mm -hmm. And I know that I affected a lot of people too, but I'm still alive and whatever. And Chris is not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, uh, I remember when, when his sponsor read his uh, eulogy, Chris said somewhere that he wanted to have a legacy where he helped people. And now he got to have that. So that, that is something. Um,
2: Listen, I always do these pretty heated episodes with you, like the sort of
0: the, the emotionally <laughs> the heavy, the very episodes. emotionally
2: heavy episodes. I the remembered. He's, remember like, he's Todd. like, "You're a social worker. Come on, this episode." No, but remember Todd and remember. I mean, listen, trust me. I'm, I'm. It's an honor, and I love to do these episodes with you, but they're they're tricky because, uh, you know, and Dave and I always talk about this, and we've even talked about it during those episodes. This is, you know a podcast about drugs addiction and dumb shit and Dave sometimes doesn't know how much it should just always be fun and always be funny and always be joking but then you know like we've said before the real you know hard shit has gone down and loved ones have been lost and the co the co-creator has passed so it you have to you have to kind of talk about these moments and they're not always going to be fun. But I feel like Dave and I always like I just feel like we had one of those moments just now where we kind of looked at each other and Dave's like, you know, is this getting too serious? Look in his face. And it's like, it's okay.
0: Well, it's going to be. It's going to happen. Well, this episode will be. It's an, life. It's right? an emotional roller coaster because, right. you know, we did lose. We obviously lost Chris. We, you know, one of our greatest friends died. Mm-hmm. Todd died. Uh, Colleen just died. That kid William died. Andrew died. What? Dave died. It's yeah. like it is like a body count from this show, and it's really just a body count from addiction. That's right. Um, and before we get into it, I want to first celebrate the fact that Andrew G had a yes. baby. So that's a positive thing. And um, and then this dude Nat, who has a podcast <laughs> called Recovery in the Middle Ages. Who has bought ads on Dopey and is helping out with potential Dopey marketing ventures just celebrated three years of recovery on Monday, and he said he wanted me to mention it, so I'm mentioning That's it.
2: That's awesome. I love on Dopey Nation. I, you know, I look at Dopey Nation. I scroll through it, you know, every other day or whatever, and I just love like reading all everybody's um sobriety announcements. Like the, I love the sobriety posts. Well, it becomes you know? like
0: a nice community. Somebody
2: said, I haven't smoked weed in five days. And like five, you know, 50 people are like, yeah. And it's just it's the coolest thing. It like brightens my day. Or I have a year. I have a week. I have, you know, five years. And people are so freaking supportive that I just love that too. You know, I think that's such an exciting. You
0: have to sit closer. Oh, boy.
2: How's that? I, should I, hate, I hold my microphone? Yeah, like I'm I, think, posting a- I think
0: you should. We should be like Sonny and Cher and <laughs> you should hold your mic. They say we're young and we don't know. Um, fucking, let's get into the show.
2: Okay. We got Enough a lot. Of we got a lot. Jeez oh, please. yeah. In
0: other dopey news, I was on three podcasts this oh, week.
2: Wow, hot stuff.
0: But dude, Lynn, they're all... Video podcast. Oh no! Oh wow. In in the first one, I was on. People
2: know what I have to deal with.
0: I was on on with you with YouTuber Jen Cutting, and uh, and I had the long, disgusting beard. You know what I mean? Where it was all like,
2: Are you asking me if I know? Where I was the rabbinical next to it every night. The
0: rabbinical sea captain with dandruffy pubic white hair on my face.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: So that was Jen Cutting's, and then I shaved it off. For the DJ Fat Tony interview, right. but you luck- wanted
2: to look all like
0: I want to, s- to look better, all slack I want to look better, so I shaved it off. And then for the "Sober Is Dope" podcast, I didn't know he was recording video, so my hair was like standing on end, and I'm in a bathrobe, oh no. and it's on YouTube. Did yes. really? Yes, you
2: didn't know that.
0: I didn't think Until he was you ju- saw it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. After the fact? I just see my Stop. big fat face. He had a still of my big fat oh. face, and I look <laughs> oh, like no. either Randy Quaid or Artie Lang, like all bad. And but I- tell
2: them how when you shaved your beard for DJ Fat Tony, you shaved it like. Like, you missed parts of him. It was your, very
0: patchy. There were
2: there was patchy Straggly parts. Straggly parts. So some parts of hair were hanging over his lip.
0: It still is, like, isn't it? From
2: the mustache part. Luckily, Linda can parts.
0: barely see. It's that's, <laughs> that's the positive. Well, I haven't
2: been wearing my glasses just so I don't have to see his patchy, patchiness.
0: Now, when I say Linda is very beautiful, I mean it. And is incredibly beautiful, and the fat but she like i think she has bad vision because like I don't like bathe for weeks at a time, I don't <laughs> fucking wash my what hair does I don't it
2: have to do with how i look i
0: don't because you you'd think you'd want to be with somebody who's slicker than me um and uh i like i like don't maintain like i i'm wearing I wear pajamas, you literally. See what
2: I, are you looking uh, but at But you,
0: me? you're very glamorous. But I, I'm like this fucking <laughs> like homeless person living in the house. And you don't, you don't, you don't even notice when I clean up. It, like it's, maybe you're blind. Maybe you can't <laughs> see or smell. Right. What is it? Why don't you care? Cause you look at the inner beauty.
2: I look at the inner beauty. Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: All right. Let's get to business here. That's very nice. Oh, why don't you tell the Dopey Nation about <laughs> Christmas?
2: What do you mean about Christmas? That's a huge, like you, part of Christmas. Well,
0: about the great gifts that you got. The Dopey Nation even, wanted to know if you like the robot vacuum cleaner, oh, the it new was a garbage can.
2: Christmas. It was the worst Christmas I've ever. Do you? Dave gave me the worst gifts this year. Why would you bring this up? I think it's this funny. Is, it's, it's not funny.
0: What about the necklace? You <laughs> love the necklace. Dave,
2: my, d- these were the two main gifts I got. Okay? a garbage can. And a robot um, vacuum cleaner that you know, the, 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 the circular robot Roomba Roomba that goes around. First of all, that's not gonna work in our house because we have like half wood floor, half rugs. They,
0: Roomba can handle that. So I don't that.
2: think it's gonna work. And I found that to be mildly offensive. Like it was implying <laughs> that I what, don't do the fucking <laughs> chores around the house. That's
0: what the Dopey Nation thought. Yeah,
2: well, it's true. What about
0: the garbage can?
2: The garbage can is because at one point Dave was too cheap when we went to Home Depot and I was like, oh my goodness, I'd love that like, what's it called that uh, metal? You know, was a chrome, chrome. You know, it's just a cool garbage can. Whatever. We were at Lowe's. I'm like, oh, or at Lowe's. I'm like, oh, I'd like that. Dave's like, no, it's too much money. Ours is fine. (laughs) So it was almost like because he was cheap in that moment, I got it for Christmas.
0: Well, what about uh, what about the Simpsons thing?
2: Oh, did you, have you told that, oh, that, so that was another bummer because it was like my big gift was I got, to, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook in the feed, there's all these, um, you can, you could simps, Simpson a picture, Simpsonize a picture, so you could send them your picture and then they'll make it, they'll make your family look like Simpsons characters or, you know, make anybody look like Simpsons characters and you can do the feature of like them sitting on the couch with the, you know, what's the the picture, crooked, Simps- like
0: you can get him on the couch, you can get him by the house, like, you can do but this whatever. Is you
2: typical Simpsons like opening sh- scene from the from the opening scene of the actual show. Anyway, so but there was like then there was like rip off sites of like doing the Simpsons, so that it looks a little different. So I d- I wound up sending a picture of our family, and I got our family done from the actual Simpsons one, and uh, I was very excited. It was my main gift. It was very expensive. And so we're all sitting around, and me and Nora are so excited for, for Dave to open it, and like in mine, Dave's wearing a, um, a Yankee cap and uh, has like a little bit of a mustache and a goatee. Nora looks normal.: oh, I have a beard. A beard. Nora looks normal with her glasses and her you know whatever. Susie's sitting on Dave's lap. She look. we all look pretty much how we do. So- but
0: first, I gave you a present
2: so then, then it's my turn to open like one of my my only other present besides the garbage can. And you the,
0: got jewelry and the, plus cash and prizes and the vacuum and a vacuum, and so
2: I opened my gift, and Dave had sent uh, had did the exact same thing at one of the ghetto. Something it was very, insights. I
0: did, I, and I, it was turn me yellow. I'm going to even there was throw the but, turn me yellow. I did turn me yellow.
2: So the all auntie. of a sudden I open it and it's our whole family again, sitting on the same couch, but we're like a bunch of fucking freaks.
0: I look good like, in mine, I'm though. wearing I look like leaf. Luke Perry in mine. I'm wearing
2: this weird beanie hat that she's I She's wearing
0: like a witch hat like like a smurf a black smurf dwarf <laughs> hat. Smurf hat I'll post a picture no, poor
2: Nora yeah Dave is supposed to. Nora's wearing, like I don't even Nora They make Nora crying. Nora almost looks almost like almost started crying. She
0: looks like a dwarf office worker <laughs> like she's
2: missing teeth She looks terrible Su- Susan looks like she's a teeny bopper you know going to like a like a JoJo Siwa. And concert. I look great and Dave looks awesome. I look
0: like I'm one of the cast of 90210. Oh. You're wearing
2: like Dopey gear.
0: No, I gave, I you're I'm wearing like, Dopey, dopey gear and I'm wearing the cats' shirt.
2: Yeah, so it was just so that was my other gift. So his that that gift is Oh, it's over there in the corner. It's behind the plant, I think. So anyway, yeah, that was Christmas. I
0: right, I had to share that. But that, and then we're like We I,
2: we're, we ha- Dave is going to definitely post the two of them back to back because it's
0: but it this is, is not... This is, is ridiculous. We're supposed to be doing a show about the greatness of Dopey, but I just f- thought that Christmas stuff was good. Too good so not nice. to share. Yeah. All right, so let's just jump right in. There's a dude named James from England who I talk to often, huge fan of the show, and he suggest, he sent in a voicemail. A couple people sent in voicemails, but we're not using the Dopey Nation voicemails today. It's just not going to happen.
2: I want to hear James. All right. James, James, James. All right, he's going to... I very- heard that James has a very... Mysterious
0: voice. He does. Here's James.
3: Hello, Dave. Hello, Dopey Nation. Congratulations on five years. Wonderful. I've been with you for the past three. Um, But for my favourite Dopey, I'm going to take you back to the early days of uh, Dave's apartment on the Lower East Side. Um, The clip I've chosen. really is the for me is always the heart of the show. A conversation between two friends over a table into a laptop. Stay strong glutenation and toodles for Chris.
0: Do you need me to translate that for you?
2: Um yes.
0: He said he likes hearing two friends. It's the heart of the show, hearing two friends talk into a laptop. He picked a a thing I never even – I didn't even remember. I'm so psyched for it. It is from the early days. Uh, I think it's from the 16th episode. We're going to call it Legal Seafood. Hardcore dopey fans, I hope you remember it. Um, There was something I wanted to say. Oh, I wanted to say that um, the reason I don't like donuts anymore is because – I was tripping once in Ithaca, and um, somebody went and got donuts, and I ate too many tripping,
1: and I can don't eat donuts anymore. Really, that you got an aversion? Yeah, that's. What I ordered the, the second time I took mushrooms. I went out to eat, and uh, we got a Caesar salad and clam chowder, and I ordered it, and we ate the mushrooms right before we went to the restaurant, and they started to kick in before the food came. And I was with this, this girl, like my high school girlfriend, and um, she was like... Where was she from? She was from... Gloucester? <laughs> no, she was from somewhere in the North Shore. North the, Shore of where? Of Boston. Did she say Chowda? No, she didn't Please. have an accent. She, no one had, there's not as many people that had accents as they... Do you know anyone from the, Gloucester that says Chowder? Chowda. I don't know anyone from (laughs) Gloucester Do you know anyone that says (laughs) Chowda? Yes Who? Um, Sully And what does he say? Sully from what? Sully from Boston That's a running joke in California If you say you're from Boston They'll say Oh do you know Sully? Because there's, there's a billion Sully's. Sullivan. There's a, there's they billions. call themselves Sullies. I know seven Sullies. You, you do? Know? Do they say Chowda? Probably. I love some of them. Are any from Gloucester? Shut up. <laughs> no, I like this. So we stuff. order the food. And just do me a favor. Can you Anyways, anyways I got a diversion like you to and chowder. blah. blah, blah, blah. Can you just do me a favor? Sucks. Can you just do me a favor? What? Can you just for my sake? No, I'm not going to do any sort of accent. Just one thing. Never. Just one thing. Does it require changing the inflection of my Voice. Just one thing. If it requires the inflection, just do me a change, favor. Then no. Chris, I've saved your life with this podcast. Can you just do me <laughs> one you favor? My life. You set me back, I'm, if anything. Can you just please do me a favor? Yes. I want you to pretend
0: you're Sully from Boston or from Gloucester and. You need some clam chowder, and you're ordering some on the phone. Can you just do it? I'm
1: that? not going to do it. Because I, chowder? I could do it, but I'm not going to do it simply because I am i don't want to placate. Not placate. I don't want to appease you. Please. I'm begging you. Nope. I'll um, tell you what. I'll do it on the next Chris, episode. Chris, no. Next time. Just go with me for a second. Okay. Oh, wait, wait <laughs> no, I'm not telling you. You're Sully
0: from Gloucester. Yeah. And you not only want some clam
1: chowder Yeah, you'd like some dark beer as well okay and what else what else i'm can gonna you do also? it wait um so you'd be like the restaurant guy okay. bring 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 donnie's by the beach hi this is Sean Sullivan. can i please get some clam chowder and a dark beer come on man <laughs> what there it is you had it you're really not going to do not be episode 20. <laughs> Listen, I really want you to do it once. I bet you could do it better than Slam me. Slam Chowda. No, no, no. I no. can't. No, it's I want you to be the character. I'm not a character actor. You really think my girlfriend's too hot for me? Um, I think you scored big time. I don't think she's too hot for you. Can you just the character now? Hey. No, no, no. no <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's do this correctly. Alright. Give me a good uh, Bring bring what's a good seaside seafood restaurant. Legal Seafood. That's like a kinda nice place that everybody gets plenty of. We're gonna do this is our first sketch on Dopey. Okay. I'm what's
0: my name? Billy? I'm Billy the seafood guy. And where is it? Legal Seafood? Legal Seafood.
1: Bring bring bring.
0: Hello, this is Legal Seafood.
1: How may I help you? Hi, my name's Sean Sullivan. Yeah, Sully, what can I get you? Can I get some clam chowder? Chris, come on, man. (laughs) That's the best I got. You're not going to do this? Sean Sullivan. All right, you be be Billy. Okay. Okay. Bring, bring. Legal Seafoods. Can't you do that with a Gloucester voice? (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Legal Seafoods. Hey, Legal Seafood, this is Sully down in Gloucester.
4: (laughs) You're not even good at it.
0: Uh, uh, you know what I do for a living What I'm a Boston firefighter You know what I have a hankering for Some clam chowder Nah some Manhattan chowder And a wicked dog beer to wash it down
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's not good at all. It's not good I think you should speak up it's
1: or it's c- Can you do it No I can't We've been running out the clock with this banter it's not Dan would be pissed. I'm sure Dan is pissed. Dan can go... Hey. Dan, Dan said he liked our comments about narcotics and the office. What else did Dan say? No. Did he say he wanted some chowder? No, he's... Hey, Dan's from Connecticut. Can you please do the accent? I can't. I really can't. Can I don't try? do accents. Well, how was my accent? It was okay. It was better than mine. Just do it. Clam chowder. No, in the sketch. No. Just, Just do sketch. it in the sketch. Can I get some clam
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do it again. And I'll this be, I'll be, I'll show be, I'll be,
1: is what hit a wall. No, and the psychedelic story was good. Yeah, but we're just rambling. Yeah, here, just do the clam chowder. Okay. Thing.
3: Ba-ding, ba-ding, ba-ding.
1: Hello, Legal Seafoods. Yeah, this is Sully. You got any soup? Yeah, we got some soup. What kind of soup? <laughs> 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 what kind of soup you got? We got some clam chowder. What do you mean chowder? <laughs> we got what the, kind? You got Manhattan red, we chowder, got the red and the white? All right, this is the worst.
5: <laughs> Listen,
1: I wish that we could have a call
0: in, a Colin, and we can get some real Gloucester people. What do you call someone from Gloucester? A fisherman? No, then like a Bostonian, a New Yorker. What's like somebody from Gloucester?
1: Is that true? No. Can you say Gloucester with a Gloucester, Gloucester accent? Gloucester. There's actually little dialects, too, even within. Here, here. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Like, let's do it again. Okay. Bring, 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 bring. Pick up the phone now, Billy. Nobody's answering. No, no, just do it. Just do it. Hello, Legal Seafoods. Hey, is this Legal Seafoods? Yes. You got any lobster? No. What do you mean? I thought this was Legal Seafood. Is this glass stuff, Colin? (laughs) (laughs) We're fresh out. You got chowder? Chowder. You know, Legal Seafoods has their own boats in Gloucester. Do they have wicked dog beer? Um, maybe Sam Adams. Okay, this this bit has gone on long <laughs> enough.
0: I want to apologize to the dopey nation.
1: I'm Do you think really anybody sorry. anybody still listening? If we, I don't know. This is this the, episode. The, Are we going to hear it?
0: Yeah, we're going to fucking hear it. Good night. I hope Mark's. Uh, Say it. What? Toodles. You don't say fucking Gloucester chowder or Wicked Dog beer. I'm not gonna say toodles. <laughs> and that was the beginning. I don't know how that can be oh, the best God. of our show.
2: You're such a bully.
0: What do you mean? You
2: bullied him very much in that episode.
0: He should have said Gloucester chowder, <laughs> Wicked Dog beer, all that stuff. Oh, uh, that's good. Everybody loves that yeah, stuff. Really funny. Um, now Chris, obviously, the show was about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly about drugs and addiction because me and Chris are drug addicts. And uh, we were talking, he was saying how bad that episode was. And I was saying how good his psychedelic story was. So this was the psychedelic story he had played at the beginning.
1: Um, okay, so I buy the acid. I go home with my friend who drinks, doesn't do any other drugs. He's pretty drunk, and we start watching TV. And I took half of it. So I took five hits of LSD. And the it, first time you took acid, the first took time, hits. and it did end up being really strong acid. Yeah, and I wasn't in store for what happened. And no, gonna, nobody's in store for SMI. <laughs> so uh, we we're watching. I remember we we're watching TV. And we we're watching one of those like Skinemax movies, like the cinemax wow, like, was like this one of those notorious prep school jerk-off sessions it was it, about? it was not um but so we're watching it and i remember what it was it was we were watching the bear wench project which was like a knockoff of the blair witch project right good. and i'm watching it and uh you know the lsd just obliterates the drunken drunken just goes away lsd overpowers everything you know and it starts kicking in. And I'd taken Mushrooms a bunch, but I was not ready for, like, it is two different things, you know? And the LSD kicks in, and I'm watching Bear Wench. And I just remember being so confused when it kicks in because, like, I remembered Blair Witch, but Blair Witch didn't have, like, people naked, like, running around and stuff. And I was, like, so confused. I was like, what is this? Like, I, could, I couldn't I could make sense of it, you know? So, I went upstairs and uh, my mind starts clicking. It's blazing, you know. And I'm like, I gotta. You don't think that's too much acid for your first time? Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Um, so I go upstairs and I'm like, I am going to change the world with my thoughts. Like I was like, I was thinking so clear. So I started journaling in my notebook, and I ended up writing 26 pages in this notebook. I, I, I remember I counted it the next day. And uh, I'll get to what it said later on. But I wrote 26 pages in the notebook. And uh, I did it in my bathroom. uh, And I'm just sitting in my bathroom in my boxers. And I was wearing plaid boxers and that's it. And I'm sitting on my toilet, like not using the toilet, just writing in my journal. And I put the journal down. And uh, this is very hard to describe and probably very difficult for people to comprehend while listening to it. So I'm going to try my best with you here. So I'm sitting on the toilet and uh, this is like kind of unbelievable. I've never had an experience like this with LSD except for that first time. And I'm looking at the plaid boxers, right? And you know how plaid is like a little square with kind of lines in between it. I'm familiar with plaid, yeah. Yeah, okay. Alright, you have a plaid pillow right here. Um, so I'm looking at the squares, the overhead view and like the and the lines, and I'm like, that looks like an overhead bird's eye view of a city. And so I you look know, at the- kind of thing. Yeah, and so I'm looking at the little you know lines. About Pete Mondrian? No, I just said yeah. Who's Pete Mondrian? He's a painter. I don't know. Um, so I'm looking at the little lines in between the, the the blocks. You know, with the blocks would be the tops of like the the buildings, and the lines would be the roads. And I'm looking closely, and I see like it looks like little like cars going up and down. I'm actually hallucinating. Cars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, that's and all of a sudden when I see the few little cars, it just exp- it just spreads out and inside my city, I can just inside my boxers, I can just see a bird's eye view of a city with cars everywhere and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit! Like, you know, like came alive in my boxers. And so I close my. I'm, I'm sitting on the toilet looking at my boxers, and I close my eyes and I lean back. And I sit down and I lean back on the on the on the back of the toilet seat, and I open my eyes and I'm standing on the side of the road somewhere. And whether I open my eyes or not, I don't even know. Okay, and I'm standing on the side of the road and I'm like, where the fuck am I? And there's people. I'm on the sidewalk. There's people walking by. I can't look them in the face. Their face is all blurred out. The people walking by. How'd you get there? Let me finish. The people are walking by, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like I was like wait I was like am I in the city in my boxers right now and like there's cars like coming by on the road and like I can't make like perfect like like can't make people's faces and things out and it's like kind of like almost like a computerized city like and, and I'm like S- am I in the city in my boxers and then I'm like if I look up in the sky, will I see myself looking down at me? So I go look up in the sky and I see, like, my hairy chest, you know, like, like gradually gradually, I see this huge looming guy in the sky, which is me, and I see this, like, the, my hairy chest, and then, like, I see my, like, collarbone and my chin, and then I make eye contact with myself looking up from the city in my boxers, and the second I make eye contact with myself, I'm back there sitting on my toilet, and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So that's the story. (laughs) That's amazing. It's pretty out there. It's pretty far out there. Oh, so the notebook, what did it say? The 26 pages. I read it the next day, and it said, I know what it is. I know what it is. I forget. I remember. I know what it is for 26 pages just over and over and over. You know what it should have said? Severe mental
0: illness. <laughs> that's like classic. I mean, that's a classic crazy psychedelic story. Um, right. And uh, it's one
2: of the craziest psychedelic stories I've ever heard in my
0: life. Everybody says that. I, I. I. I just love. He's he's such an amazing storyteller. He,
2: right. He's such, but but he's an amazing storyteller. He's a fun, engaging storyteller. But I also think that story itself is.
0: It's like a short story. It's like it's like it's like a it's like an Isaac Asimov short story or something. It's like it is uh it's a brilliant science fiction story, psychedelic story, um and I think that mixed with the stupidity of Glosta and Chowda and all that shit was that was the the combustion that was dopey was right. me and Chris like we would tell stories you know and then we would get tired and stupid and we, and I would want to make and silly and we'd want to make each other laugh. And like, and that was like in the first 16 episodes, like obviously the the, the, the story of you, you not knowing about the show and like me telling stories and then we erased them. And then Chris just needed to tell stories. So from episode, I think 11 to 17 or something Chris was just cranking them out and this one was a classic you know and then we started getting guests in and you know you you kind of eased up and I could kind of tell some stories and one of my all-time favorite stories to this day was um my 9-11 story and it also was like the story that created the methadone the methadonian brenda Although the Methodonian wasn't named Brenda, really the woman who dispensed the methadone was named Brenda, and we had a guest, and his name was DJ, and he told a crazy story about stealing a thousand Vicodins, and I told uh, this nine eleven story, and of course DJ is the guy who um, he sells ads for Dopey. He's the head of the Dopey sales oh, department. Okay. He also was one of the recipients of a scholarship who went into Aloe. Uh, shooting speedballs of crack and heroin with an abscess the size of a fucking beehive on his arm. He lands in California to get treatment. Still high, they give him a dose of Suboxone, so he goes into precipitated withdrawal. Then they see his abscess, and he has to get surgery to get the abscess lanced off in withdrawal. He He went to aloe for six months. Now I think he has almost... 10 or 11 months clean head of the dopey sales department awesome. crazy dopey miracle dj um and um i'm not gonna play his story i'm gonna play my nine anyway, eleven story. story back to my back to me 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 it was uh september 11th yeah uh 2001 and uh i woke up in the morning and uh i'm like Shooting dope, I'm like finishing whatever I. Oh, wait, had. you were on methadone. Yeah, I would, I. You're that's added. why I'm kind yeah. of against methadone okay. because I was really, very rarely just on methadone. Okay, right. So okay. I, I would shoot dope before I would get my dose, yeah. okay. so I could still get so you high. Feel it, like, yeah. 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 Um, and um, and the phone rings, and my mother is in California, and okay. she's like, David, turn on the TV, turn on the TV, and I turn on. And I, I grew up in Manhattan, and so like I look at the the Twin Towers falling down. And I'm just like, holy shit! And in my mind, one of my reasons for being a heroin addict was because I felt like the world was ending. It anyway. okay, so I I to that. there were there were a million things I happening that. at that sure. point in time, just like trends, and and I was so deluded. Whitey K had just happened, but it was also
1: just like style, Rage Against the Machine, fucking fucking these crusty anarchists. That's just a very I, common thing. I remember my I heard my grandfather used to like he was a binge drinker, and he would drink because like the Vietnam. Right, you know what I mean. I just felt (laughs) like it seemed like the world was gonna end. I thought 2012 December 21st it was for sure gonna end. I was I I was was listening to podcasts about that from like fucking physicists and like they were convincing me. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I just figured that's fine. So I
0: just figured that. No, I just figured. That this was far for the course Like I was I was
1: also You weren't phased I was I was I was not phased When it happened though it, it, I don't think anybody knew It was going to be as big a, I mean it was a big fucking deal To watch planes Crash into building, But it was like it, it changed the whole fucking world I mean it, it had a Massive effect And I don't know that anyone Necessarily
0: knew it Maybe at that I don't know yeah. No but I mean like But a normal person Feels bad <laughs> You know I think I was a little excited That something was different Something chaotic You know yeah. Everything You know My life was total chaos Everyone else had a normal life And I was like right. Ooh This is something different yeah. And my mom was like Check on your sister My parents were in California and She was like Check on your sister Check on your aunt And I was like I don't think so. You know? And I think I hung up the phone, and I, maybe I called my sister, and I called my aunt. And and you were really like hung up the phone, and you're like
1: my methadone. No, I, was like, I was
0: like, I was like, no, I wasn't even thinking about it. there was a problem. Right. I was like, I was like, de, 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 de. I right. was like, I was like, let's see. It's it's eight in the morning. I'm gonna go get my dose, and, and we'll see what I do after that. I wasn't like to <laughs> was it was nine eleven. You know, I leave my apartment. And I start walking down Eighth Avenue. Do things look different outside? Like, dude, I'm walking down Eighth Avenue uh, like a yeah. salmon swimming upstream. There's just <laughs> yeah. people, thousands of people coming <laughs> up. I'm the only one oh going downtown. I'm the only one going down. The streets are full of people. Yeah. Going, Does the subway stopped running? Ha- running. Everything stopped. Everything I'm, stopped. I'm just stro- and I'm strolling along, like, like gonna get my methadone <laughs> right, on my yeah. way to get my dose. <laughs> right. Blah 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 blah, blah. Regular day. Like, Oh, this is I'm no I'm thinking this is weird. But I'm thinking this is interesting. Like yeah. I'm watching a waterfall or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my methadone clinic was on thirteenth Street and Seventh Avenue in this church, the Presbyterian church over there. That's where PAX used to be. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Um and uh I get to 14th Street And I notice Something's different There's uh Tanks On 14th Street <laughs> Holy
1: and shit And troop
0: trucks And just Fucking soldiers With machine guns On 14th Street wow. And I'm still Just like the cartoon character dude You didn't <laughs> even th- Think like that Like you I was just- like No I was like I was like whoa Are We started to worry <laughs> A little bit then No I was like This looks serious yeah. But I was like Gotta get the methadone right, I'm not yeah. thinking like This is gonna have Anything to do with me yeah. And um and I and I get to Fourteenth Street and the soldier's like, Where do you think you're going? And I was like and I was like, Thirteenth Street. And he goes, Do you see us here? We have guns. <laughs> you know, everyone's going the other way. They just pulled up the World Trade Center. Right. And I said, I know, sir. I need to get my method on
1: <laughs> he would just understand, like would be like, Oh, oh. He goes, he goes he goes,
0: What? I said, I said, You don't understand, sir. I gotta get my methadone and he's like what? I go my medicine my clinic is yeah. on the next street and I need to get it yeah. he goes well do you have any identification? I was like of course I do and I pull out my methadone card and it's, like, it's everywhere you want to be you know what I mean? I was like it's me and then he just lets and you he and he weighs me through with a machine gun yeah. and I get into the clinic and it's like any other day in the are clinic are you serious? everyone's like I don't bring don't bring
6: don't
0: know, yeah I, I don't my take you know I get, did I, get, I beat him No, I think, I think I think we all got take homes that day. Yeah. Oh because yeah, because it was not, like they thought
1: the world might. Yeah, yeah. We all you got, got take home on on one him. day, or they give you a couple days.
0: I think they, I only. I think everything I got more than one take home from that <laughs> clinic in yeah. California. I would get a month's worth, and I have a crazy story about that. Yeah. Wow. But um, but then I'm That's like, wild, then I no, then I cross back out, and I'm like, this looks like a, a really bad day to waste. And I just get on the L train and I go straight to Bushwick and I call my dealer and I give him every cent. I'm like, just give me whatever. I think I bought like four bundles and I go home and I just fucking shot Shot dope
1: the rest of the day,
0: rest of the day. And, uh, and that's the nine 11 story. Wow. So that's another crazy story.
2: That's pretty crazy.
0: Um, but it was really like, obviously the spirit of dopey is to tell, crazy stories and i think as the ball started to roll it would be a, it would go back and forth between some crazy kind of death defying situation like that and something really silly and stupid and fun and um and i think that was the recipe you know right. and the other thing that made the show great was the fact that we tried to do as many episodes in one night as we could. So by the if we were doing four episodes a night or three episodes a night, it would be hours and hours and hours of production. And if that happened, you kind of were guaranteed that the last one was going to be the really stupid one. Oh, right. Like where you're delirious oh, and right. comfortable. And that's where like some of the most classic dopey moments were born. And that's definitely where this one was born.
1: I want my baby back, baby, 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 back, You go. baby, back, baby, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, baby, back,
6: baby, back, baby, back, back,
1: I want my baby. You have to sit back. I want my. All right, I'll tap you when you I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, Come on, dude. You know the top Do you know the top part? I want my baby
7: back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby. back
6: <laughs> <on my feet. laughs> just do it, man! Please, I, I can't
1: fucking finish it. I'm just keep picturing the hundreds of people listening to this. They're not listening. Right, listening. I feel like this would be like a good sleep podcast. We could just do an hour of. Uh, we'll I just want to do the part, just please. All right, all right. Last, you time. This do the the last time. This is the last time. This the last time we're gonna try. Okay. No, 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 no. No, I'm gonna get it. I don't think I can do the top part. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, 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 baby back. Barbecue sauce, barbecue sauce. It's not yet. That was good. That was good enough. That was the best we're getting. We're done. I agree with that.
0: That's that that like
2: that's when you were delirious.
0: But the even better one, I'm gonna. I can't not play the even better one. And, and which is, uh, the lion sleeps tonight. Is it's right. like that might be my all time favorite, and I'm gonna play that one. And um, Chris was so bad at this stuff, <laughs> but he was, he was Chris being ten years younger than me. He would get annoyed, but he was willing to do shit yeah. like that stupid Gloucester thing, or 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 the the chilies, or. I think this one is, it it might be my favorite one.
1: Do you know uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight? In the jungle. Do you want to do the bottom part or the top part? The lion sleeps tonight. You want to do the bottom part? I'm bottom. I can't do top. Do you know the bottom part? Yeah, In the jungle. No, it goes. Okay. All right. right, I'll do that. That gave me a nice little rush last time, the midi-back. I feel like it's a similar tone. Yeah, I do Right. I win my way. I win my way. I win my way. No, <laughs> what he goes? I win my way. 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 Okay, all right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I win my way. I win my way. Okay. I win my way. I win my way. I win my way. Okay. Tell me how it goes again. I win my way. I win my way. I win my way. I win. Okay, so it'll go down. Okay. I win my way. I win my way. I win my way. I win my way. Okay, but let's say I fuck it up and I just keep doing Weem Away. Why don't you do the In the Jungle part? I, I don't know all the words. I just know In the Jungle, the Mighty Jungle, the Lion Sleeps Tonight.
0: That's enough. That'll be fine. Okay. Oh,
1: Weem
0: Way. Oh, Weem Way. Oh, Weem Oh, Weem Away. Oh, Weem Oh, Weem Oh, Weem Oh, Weem Oh, Weem Oh, Weem Oh, Weem
1: I'll do the whim away. I can't do the progression. I'm just going to whim away. You have to do the progression. Right, I'll try I'll try All right. I'll whim away. i whim away. I'll whim away. I'll I'll whim away. i whim away. I'll i i i away. You have to go to the results. Just, just fucking let me do what I'm doing, and then you come in. It'll I, work either way, or it won't work. Yeah, a whim away, a whim away, a whim away, a <laughs> whim away, a whim away, a whim away, a whim away. I my way. I jungle, a whim, I. I away a whim, 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 away way up <laughs> <line. laughs> did you see the lion king the i did i find i saw the movie finally with my oh did you see the play no yeah I see the play i actually didn't even like it that much <laughs> 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 dude they fucking they say that in the lion king there's some sort of like <laughs> <laughs> i think that's
0: just the result of like delirium and then trying to do it and then he's all hyped up because we did it and he's like did you see the play you have to see the play and i'm like no and he's like oh yeah i didn't really like it (laughs) and for some reason that shit just killed me right you know Mm -hmm. and we went and we actually saw the play right after that and but i mean like that shit just fucking killed me Mm -hmm. and obviously we brought people in uh and did the show and uh One of the people that we brought in uh, was our friend Todd. And Todd, um, I think the last Todd tribute show I played the first time he called in when he didn't know he was on the show. Right. Which was just classic. This is... The the clip we're going to play, it's really funny in theory. But when you listen to it, it's going to fuck you up. Because... Uh I should just play it. But let's just say... He's working when I call him, okay? okay? He's like waiting tables when I call him.
1: It's weird. I had like a mental image, like a projection of what I thought Todd looked like, but I can't really describe it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Do you really know what I mean? He He looked differently than you expected him to look in the picture, in your mind. But I can't describe how he looked in my mind, but I had something in my mind.
7: He got me on a cigarette break. What's up?
1: Holy shit. What's good? What's good, y'all? Todd, it's Chris. What's going on, man? You're on the what's air. What's Chris? How much time do you have?
7: I have like literally 5 minutes. I want to blow my brains out. I need the shower. I oh my god. Save me, Lord. Save me.
1: What what's going on? What are you doing for work?
7: I'm, like, working at this fucking, you know, like, wannabe Brother Jimmy's, like, barbecue place. It's kind of like they want to go a little upscale, and we're totally understaffed, and um, I've been here since 10 a.m. I have been going 90 miles per hour since I got in, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. It's, like, um, too many people, not enough people working here. And, uh, I don't know I, it's, I, I I'm so Overwhelmed I guess the best word is overwhelmed Are you overwhelmed, making money? Not as much as I should be making I mean, like, on a basis Like, i um, I Like, if it was, if it was slower I'd be making decent money But for how hard I'm working I should be making like $500 a day And I'm not even making close to that
1: Are you, are you taking anything To take the edge off?
7: Oh god, just just alcohol at the end of the shift If I can get a free drink, I'm down with it. But I I'm so poor, I can't even. I I, I wish I could. I wish I could, but I can't. I you, can't right now.
1: You're back Time in. The c- you're back in the city now, Todd.
7: Back in the city, Chris.
1: Nice man.
7: I was supposed to come over there and kick it with you guys tonight. Because of this stupid job, I am stuck here. I was really looking forward to meeting
1: you Yeah, likewise Well, I just saw your picture for the first time today Because Dave shared some shit from like eight years ago on Facebook Aww. You yeah. see how much younger I look eight years ago? Yeah, you had more pepper than salt. That's for sure.
7: Right? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, if I had hair, I'd be all red. So Dave's maintaining be much better than I am. Yeah, for
1: some reason, better. Todd, I was picturing curly hair. I don't know why. I
7: used to. No, I used to. Todd, it's because he's
1: an anti-Semite and he's what? got oh. problems. my, oh, <laughs> an anti-Semite. You just are. You just
0: are. <laughs> no, no. Now that's, uh, the Dopey Nation. Wants to know what the fuck is going on with you
1: and, and Todd. Legit, people have emailed us, asked us what's going on. I was at a meeting and someone came up to me and said, "That guy Todd," and need uh, to know more about him. That's not what she said. <laughs> that's not what she said, <laughs> she said, she said uh, you know what she said, Todd. Tell him what she really said. She actually said, "I was pulling, I was pulling back a little bit there." She said, "That guy Todd, he's gonna die."
7: Oh my god. Oh, please. That I, guy, I, I,
1: Todd,
7: that, that, that guy, Todd, terrible.
0: he's going to die. Yeah. Oh, no. But she so
1: had a big sad. smile, well, and she really liked what she, she was really sad. She was really <laughs> hoping you were going to die soon.
7: Well, I'm not pulling any Chris Cornell's any day soon, so I, you know, that would, I, I you know, I, I will say this. I am not going to say I'm invincible, but at this point in time, I do not think with my lifestyle at this point will kill me. Other than the tables that I have might kill me. Not the drugs, just work. I think work might kill me before drugs. So
0: update, yeah. update the Dopey Nation. Honestly, on your drug taking and drinking at this point.
7: Um, slightly drinking, um, slightly marijuana smoking. Um, did dope maybe the first couple of days I was back in the city about a month ago. But uh, as clean as a whistle, other than that one little viran- little you know side vacation I took when I first got down here. But you, I, 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 I it's all, as I told you, I, I think we, we spoke the other day, Dave, and I told you everything. That that day it was it was garbage, and I decided that it's it's really not worth it for me to like go back into like a habit forming situation with such garbage around. Which is like interesting because you keep reading in the paper. About how everyone here is dropping like flies from all this fentanyl and this this lace shit that's going around. And I, if, if it is, I sure as shit don't have connections for it.
1: So, <laughs> well, you know what's so funny, Todd, that you mentioned that is a part of me. Like, is reading all this shit about it, and I'm like, God, I wish that shit was around when I was used. <laughs> right,
7: right. You know, did you guys hear about this story today too about those two counselors and uh? In Pennsylvania? I saw that they
1: they both died in the sober living. Right,
7: we both died in the sober. living. Living place yeah. and like they were counselors it, there. They were counselors and they had a picture of their like of like the little setup that one of them had in their in their room and like this guy had all these lucies and like vape pens and a couple of bags and of,
1: he, he, yeah he had they had like a, a rig like loaded up too right was it was unused yeah because yeah, I know I, I saw that I was like that looks like a real rig full of dope that's what caught my my eye.
7: Yeah, I mean, like, and I will say, I mean, two two people that I was like not close with but associates just from my neighborhood in the last month have literally dropped dead. From uh, one one guy shot a bag of fentanyl, he's gone. Um she this girl came home from about three days in Connecticut, found her boyfriend in the embryo position on the floor like you know, like kinda like doubled over on his knees, like he he only did one bag and he's gone. And this was like a you know, a drug superhero, if you will. And uh, gone. And then this other guy just two days ago, they found him in a stairwell of his mother's building uh, because his mother kicked him out of the apartment and they just found him dead. Um, In the stairwell, but he was—he was a garbage head. He was like on PCP. He was doing dope pills. He was he, one of
0: the neighborhood. He was one of the neighborhood PCP guys. <laughs> yeah, because there's a yes, little PCP crew on the Upper East Side that yes, Todd runs is. with. occasionally <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I smoked my
7: first PCP blunt with this guy,
1: and now he is dead. So tell so us,
0: time. Tell us, tell us about PCP. How did it make you PC- feel?
1: That's the uh, one drug Dave and I haven't done.
7: It's um, it's very tranquilizerish. It's like it warps your brain. Um, I, I'm not really down. It's like I don't know. I did it maybe like three times in total, and like the first time I was kind of bugging out. Second time it was. Very chill and relaxing. And the third time, it was just kind of it tasted this. It always tastes disgusting. By the way, it tastes to me like the way dead bodies would smell. It's formaldehyde it helps. Yeah, it, 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 that's what they say. But I, I read up on it online. It doesn't say anything about formaldehyde, so I don't know. I, I, it's it's, it's, I it's disgusting. It I do not Wait. suggest dopey nation try PCP. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It will destroy you. Did
0: you just say uh, you suggested the dopey try PCP? Do not. Do not oh, okay a
7: PCP It's disgusting it's now let me ask
0: you this you yes, have but- you have money in your pocket you're, you're working and uh, and you're and you're smoking weed here and there and you're drinking here and there what is going right. to prevent you from running to Harlem or Brooklyn or you know the Lower East Side or whatever?
7: I don't want to die from fentanyl, and um, I I really, as I said, I I tried it. I came back. I was all excited to get high, and it let me down. It wasn't. I didn't get high. I wasted my money, and uh, I don't want to have to go back to live with mom and dad again. I think that's the thing that's preventing me mostly from getting back into a habit forming situation with uh, with my good old friend Mm heroin. I know it's hard to believe. But I'm trying very very hard to uh, stay on the up and up. And I need to go to work every day. And at this place, it's like, it's, it's pedal to the metal, man. Like, if I show up sick, like, I'm not going to be able to do my job. And they're going to fire me immediately. And then I'm back to, like, living with mom and dad again, which is going to be a nightmare.
0: But what about Puma? So, Puma hasn't hit you up?
7: No, Puma has got some serious back problems. And he actually called me up about a week ago and said that he's really, he's like in some serious like body pain and blah, blah, And how was I doing? And I actually thought he was dead because I hadn't heard from him in ages, but uh, he's not even, he's not working as far as I know with that stuff. And uh, he was asking, I said, why don't you get some medication to actually help your bat? And he's like, I can't because I'm on so much methadone and I don't think I'll feel any of the pain medication they're giving me, and uh, he's in a real bind. He's really mm-hmm. fucked. He can't sleep at night. There's the pain, and he's fucked. It's
8: because his dope, dope is garbage. That's why. Um. And it's,
7: yeah, well, I, yeah, you know, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I really, it's, it's it, unless you defend all in your dope at this point in the city, I think it's pretty much going to be garbage. I mean, that's really the reason why I think they keep putting it in there because you can get a kilo of that for like. A fraction of the cost of what a, a kilo of dope is and I just put a sprinkle in that shit and you're fucking, you're fucked
1: I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking Todd that they must not like cut it and stomp it well enough or something so like, I think occasionally there's just a bag that must go through that's like really fucking strong, you know it must be hard uh, for them to cut it right
7: I mean, they did it. They did the autopsy on that guy that that my uh, my my girlfriend—not my girlfriend, but a friend—that that girl that found her boyfriend dead. And the bag, they do like a field test right then and there. When the detective detectives showed up, they did a field test, and there was no dope in there at all. It was all fentanyl. Oh no so 100% shit! 100 fentanyl. So he dropped dead like pretty much immediately. I mean, this shit is so dangerous. I mean, it's 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 literally. I, there are stories in the paper about this cop that was just dusting the shit off of his uniform. Oh, I heard about that Yeah, they had to give him a Narcan pen
1: He inhaled Narcan it pen. He inhaled a breath of like uh, fentanyl powder This guy tried to like rub it into his car like, or something when he got pulled over and the cop yeah, started yeah. overdosing and had to be hit with Narcan Where is it coming from? Uh,
7: China yeah. It's coming from China You can buy it in the dark web It is very inexpensive and it will fucking rock your god it, it, it won't rock your world, you will die, like literally fentanyl will kill you, it is so strong and it's so dangerous I mean that CBS story I told you guys months ago when I first moved back Upstate, where I passed out in the middle of the aisle like I was shopping, la, la, la. You didn't tell and us that time, story, Todd. I, I thought I did. I, you I,
0: told I us know. the story about when you went to unemployment and you got so bored waiting for the counselor that you went into that the bathroom is, and got high.
7: I didn't tell you the CBS story. Tell it now. CBS story, very quickly. Give me five minutes, dude. I'll be right back in. Five minutes.
0: He's gonna get fired yeah, for yeah, being on yeah. dopey. Okay. <laughs> Is okay. it fired from so, okay, dope okay, or okay,
7: fired from fired, dopey? Getting fired right now for for. Alright, so I I thought so I told you this story. Alright, so I left the unemployment thing, went home. I forgot to get bring my tweezers or some bullshit, and I go to CVS. I ripped a, I ripped whatever I think I ripped the bag, and then I was fine. I walked it of my apartment. blah, 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 blah Go into CVS. And uh, shopping, grabbing this, grabbing that. Next thing I know, (laughs) fucking, I'm on the floor. I wake up. There's like five CVS employees all circled around me, all whispering. And I come to, and they're like, sir, are you okay? And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, um, all the customers said that you We were on the floor, so we came over here, and, dude, I literally literally crumpled into a ball, just kind of like the way that that guy was found dead in this girl's apartment. I crumpled into a ball, like, you know, like, over my knees, and, like, I hit my head on the shelf, which I didn't realize until the next day because I had a huge egg on my forehead, and I hit my head, going down, came to, and didn't even know what had happened. Like, I literally just... Passed out while being completely, you know, aware, and then I just, you know, I, I twenty minutes later I was on the floor, you know, dead to the world. I came to you about five ten minutes later, thank God, and uh, in a store in my neighborhood, a block from now, half a block from my apartment, and I can never go back in that store again because oh I'm so fucking embarrassed. <laughs> but um, yeah, I literally, it literally brought me to my knees, and I. Didn't know what was going on. It was scary as shit. And I swear to God, I thought I told you guys this story. I I can't believe I held
0: that. Do you think it was fentanyl?
7: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because dope, you're awake, you're alive. It gives me energy. This shit, I was shopping, and the next thing I know, I'm passed out on the floor in a ball. So something... Was definitely up with that shit, and as I said, I was at a meeting for unemployment, and I passed out during the meeting. I mean, what that doesn't happen, <laughs> you know, like Surely when you're that. just on heroin. I mean, fuck,
0: it I can't can worry. happen on heroin. You cannot out at a meeting on heroin. God,
7: Give me a break. Oh, no, uh, not me. I got my shit. I, you, know, I, 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 <laughs> you you
0: you might be the, the 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 most deluded person I've ever encountered in my life.
7: Possibly, possibly, but I will tell you this: that shit is no joke. Um, I I don't know I, the world of the world is dope of dope is ruined because of this fentanyl. It's too strong because
0: the world of really dope the- was so good before
7: <laughs> fentanyl, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to get high, it's that's the thing. Like fentanyl is literally just you're awake, and the next thing you know, you're out for like you're out, or if or maybe dead. It's like it's not even like a game. It's like you're pretty much. You're gonna die. Like it's it's so strong. You don't know, I and mean, you don't know these people. You don't know what how they're mixing it. You know, you don't know what the what the percentage is. I mean, you're getting heroin, and then you're getting fentanyl, which is like a hundred times more powerful than like morphine. I mean, that shit is it's no joke, man. It's
0: like it's really dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all it's all dangerous though. I mean, this stuff it's, it's unpredictable. Really but uh, yeah, go yeah. go save your job. I don't want to see you all get right. fired because you're right. on dopey.
7: Well, I love you guys. I love Dopey Nation. God bless y'all. I'll try to. Um, we'll try to get together next time you guys record. I'll try to get the night off or something so I can find me Chris and we'll uh, we'll go deeper in death. For we'll sure, Todd. Said. It was a pleasure All talking. Right.
0: All right, be in touch. Um, don't don't be a fucking stranger.
7: Uh, I won't. I'm here now. I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> we're we're
6: gonna make this thing happen.
0: I know that was a really long clip but it felt necessary because right. it's, it's 15 minutes that we have Todd and Chris together. And it makes me, I don't know, it almost, part of me feels guilty for doing this show. You know, mm-hmm. like putting out this entertainment that's built on my friend's death. But it wasn't meant to be built on my friend's death. You know what I mean? It was meant to be about the stuff we had been through.
2: Well, what was so fascinating about that clip that we were talking about, Dave, is that they're talking about the very thing that killed them both. Um, And Todd was, so that was just, that's a, that's a a really powerful clip. And Todd was um, talking so much about how scared he was of fentanyl for, you know, for the majority of it. And that's what I was saying the day before is that Todd was always kind of, he was nervous and worried about stuff a lot, but he would, you know, partake in these dangerous drugs, but he was always like careful. Like Dave said, he would never, you know, shoot up because he was like, I don't like needles. He would
0: also drink lemon water every day because he thought that that, and he took CoQ10. Like, I mean, that was a big thing. He was like
2: a very careful Drug addict. So even listening to him talk about fentanyl, like I was, I've never heard that clip before. And I, you know, he was one of my best friends, and I was listening to it, smiling because he was, he and he would do like lots of research and be like this article and this this thing, you know, and he knew it was so much about fentanyl and and it took his life. You and know? Chris
0: said how how he wanted to try it, you know, like why wasn't that around when I was using when I was using or whatever.
2: It's crazy. But Todd's also so funny because for two things that I, the funny parts that I'm la- was laughing at is a, the whole time I'm thinking, Todd go back to fucking work because like it's, go- he's like, I have a five minute cigarette break and he just loved having fun and that was part, you know, that's the beauty of Todd is like, what's work? You know, work did not exist once he started like talking and having fun. Which but also, was so funny.
0: ultimate denial. Like, he lost like 20 waiter jobs in a row. And when he lost this one, he'd be like,
2: what? I, I was Then he a yelled at cigarette- the guy, I'll be right back. I'll be back. Give me five more minutes. I bet that was like the owner. He didn't give a shit. It was a
0: 15 minute clip, you that know? That's
2: so funny. And then, um, there was another there was another thing that he did that was very interesting, just so todd i can't I can't remember it right now, but um that was really interesting on so many levels
0: I know and it's 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 fucked up, but um that was like the darkest that was a pretty dark place oh I history- remember
2: what todd Todd was like. help me explain this he was always like an expert but like like not a very good expert
3: (laughs) he was an idiot right so when he he was was
2: explaining like and you guys go like when he was explaining like that it was fentanyl that he just like fell asleep in the cvs or fell asleep or or happened in the in the unemployment office like that's because of the fentanyl it's like no well i don't know todd like i'm not sure if that's you know, but he was he was a little bit of an expert on things at times. That
0: he was like an armchair expert he, that knew nothing. Um, <laughs> but that was
2: that was like one of his most endearing so um, endearing qualities. <laughs>
0: it was just the thing about it was, and, and I want to say this with all rea- reality in it. It's like when Todd would talk about strains of weed and like be able to taste the difference between one or another. That was like a funny, cute thing. But when it's fentanyl, and now we're two years after his death, yeah, it's another thing. And like, I just anybody who's using can die. You know, we've lost too many people. And and
2: and here's the here's the interesting piece: we have two different addicts who died from fentanyl. We have Todd, who we're saying, you know, we're kind of like you know joking a little bit about Todd, but you know that he the armchair or however you described it. Todd wasn't an idiot, but Todd, I'm, I'm an
0: idiot in the nicest way. Todd
2: was very different than Chris, who we would say was this clinically savvy, smart, you know, textbook smart dude. Um, and it took both their lives. So it really doesn't matter when it comes to that shit, you know, where you're at intellectually or with your with your drug knowledge or your clinical skills or your street savvy, like it doesn't matter. None of it matters.
0: And and Dopey obviously would change This was one of the first times We talk about God on the show Which made me super uncomfortable And we were talking about drugs And Chris was very well aware That it was a higher power that would restore him to sanity So this is where he tries to introduce God on the show And I'm very uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. it Like I remember when I had Dope in my pocket It was like I had a secret on me That could solve every problem That's what it felt like when I had drugs, no matter what it was, if I had pills, if I had weed. I was like, I have a secret in my pocket that's going to take care of everything. Yeah. You know, and like, and like when I also also would, I would talk about like that feeling of knowing that you're going to get well. Yeah. Or that instant that you like to talk about where you're, where drugs haven't
1: kicked in, but you're so happy that they're going to. Yeah. And this sounds Well, it's because we want to be God. That's us ultimately being like, I can control. The way I feel and operate in the universe. Right. And it's like we need to become God reliant instead of being reliant on fucking pills and powders and liquids. Well, that's fine.
0: But I, I have to say that like to have not that worry is so much better than any of that. Like it feels I feel
1: I feel so free. Yeah. You know, and so safe. Like sometimes I get worried I don't check out. Well, what my do you mail? attribute that to? Sobriety. And what do you attribute your sobriety to? I don't want to go on a whole God thing. Doesn't have to be God. I mean, well, you're,
0: is it you. Listen, I don't. I, I I do not want to turn this into some pulpit
1: dopey God thing. Yeah. Uh, my hair my higher, I, I you know doesn't have to be God. I'm saying God's charged word. It can be anything. I don't want to I don't want to have this Be a god A god cast Yeah You think I'm the first person who ever said god cast on episode 37 We can mention it For a minute You know If it's something that I like You know I find that It's what keeps me What about the phrase God cast That's not bad Okay Goddy What Goddy What's that G-O-D-Y Instead of dopey no, but a Godcast instead of a podcast? Do you think people who do religious podcasts call it the Godcast? I don't know, but we got to figure out how to beat uh, sermon radio on drugs. Fuck that. What about Mor- Cher? The Mormon podcast. Well, there's a million people. I mean, Cher's doing. doing good stuff, and uh, is that sober guy. What about the Mormon podcast? Dude, I haven't you, listened to it. I can't knock it until I listen to it. Do you really think Cher and that's. You're happy I don't about know. it? I haven't listened to them. Isn't Cher just Cher
0: singing the old hits? I got you, babe. Whatever. <laughs> uh, no, God, I, I don't. I don't want to. I mean, listen. I, 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 me and God have a have a have a situation that's working out for both of us. Nice.
1: How's that? I'm glad it's working out for him, her, it. As me, well. me.
0: What, it, it, it,
1: we come to an agreement. We're not doing an agreement. We'll just leave it <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, that's good. I think this is a good episode.
0: So Chris had it had it I mean the the fucked up thing is that Chris had it all wired in. Todd had none of it wired in. Chris had all of it wired in and they're You bo- didn't
2: really either at that point. What? Have it wired in.
0: I didn't have it wired in at all.
2: And I love I what was cool about that was that Chris got a little defensive like you hear a seriousness in his voice that you you know where he's like well, at episode was it episode thirty seven? I think that it's you it's know it's okay to talk. It's about okay God. to start talking about God, and he didn't even. And he even said it doesn't have to be God; it can be other you know other things. But he, he was
0: t- he was fucking tied into. His he program.
2: was ready to start to say like, at this point, we need to start, right? You know, incorporating some of this stuff, which right. is really cool. But I know, was resistant.
0: He- I was resistant to it. I wanted the show. I didn't. I didn't it didn't occur to me i didn't understand it like i i hadn't had enough experience around spirituality and my program or whatever i wasn't comfortable with it. It made me uncomfortable. laughs made me comfortable right talking about a God cast I thought was very clever and funny and was easier to change the subject mm-hmm. you know um when in reality it's something my my sponsor says now all the time he says. If you, and I know that God doesn't make you particularly comfortable, <laughs> but my sponsor says to me, he says, if you guys talked about God on Dopey, it would get much bigger, much quicker. And it's mm. like, which freaks me out. You know what I mean? Like the fact <laughs> of the matter is that every morning I fucking get on my hands and knees in that room right there and I pray to God for help. And I think uh, it's
2: just the word God it's is, weird. Is, is, is what can make one uncomfortable. And I think that's why Chris quickly said that it could be, you know, other, other things. But there, that takes work. That takes... Practice. Practice. That takes teaching. You know, you don't just all of a sudden understand what God is or, or know what you can put in that place to still have the same, you know, higher, you know, just the whole concept of higher power just doesn't come to somebody well, naturally. It, it
0: was at that point in my life, I think I was still living on the Lower East Side and my sponsor was pretty much an atheist who who he his god and the god he gave me was a gift of desperation god whatever and like i loved that idea and it worked for me mm, then
2: i think that's pretty smart
0: and it but it it changed over time i mean like that's the craziest thing about this show and maybe why it's so joyful for me to do it because it's the story of my life you know what i mean like it's like and maybe that's self-centered but it's just like I was, we weren't together. Mm -hmm. Susan wasn't born. We didn't have the house. Chris was alive. Like,
2: and and don't you feel like there's some days where it's easier to channel or access a higher power than others? Because I do think when you're maybe not in a good place, it might be hard to see, to see that one exists. I don't look at it like that.
0: I, I look at it totally as a tool that I need to use a higher power to restore me to sanity on a minute-to-minute basis. Like if we get into a fight and I'm out of my mind, I use a higher power to restore me to sanity.
2: But the only reason why I'm asking that is because of what happened to Chris. So I wonder like, what happened for him. He didn't use the tool. Like it wasn't. It was right. I mean, that's but something, something that, happened for him along the way where he wasn't that that.
0: It was a cascade of, of of wrong moves
2: of like. But does the higher? Does that mean the higher power or his god is has is not there anymore? I don't see it like that. I th- that's what I've always. I don't to look figure at out. a higher
0: power as like the higher. I don't look at the higher power like it comes and goes. I don't look at it as it comes and goes. Right. I don't look at it that it runs you. I look at it that you either are accessing it. Or you're not. And Chris right. stopped accessing it.
2: Okay. Chris, it's always there.
0: It's always there. It's like I had this incredible, incredible. I had this epiphany the other day. I was with uh, my sponsee and I thought about the idea. And I know this is not your uh, no, I'm, world in terms of- I'm open of, to it. Is like that in, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that God is either everything or God is nothing. And it says that half measures avail us nothing, uh, meaning that if you do a little bit, it's not really going to do anything. And then it made me think about like solar panels on houses and solar panels on houses. Like if the sun is shining, the solar panel absorbs the the energy and converts it into electricity and Either way, the the sun is hitting every house, if it has a solar power panel or not, but mm-hmm. it's not accessing the power. So in, in, in somebody who has a higher power, we're all getting a higher power. It's if you're in tune to the frequency and you can access the power as a tool. Right. That's, and I was like, whoa, I mean, like it blew my mind. It's like having a windmill on all day or... Not Like, we have this house that sits in the sun, but we don't access the power of the sun. So if you choose, if you...
2: And I, and I think it's mindfulness that can access that higher power. It's well, do you feel that, that going to meetings, like Chris said, he was going to two meetings a week, and, you know, that's kind of the amount of meetings you're going to a week. Um, do you feel like that is, like, equivalent to having solar panels...
0: No, the meetings remind you to keep them on the house.
2: Okay,
0: the, the solar panels are away. Are, are the prayer or the meditation? It's mm-hmm. the daily practice mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I'm only and, and the two meetings isn't enough. You know, I, every other day was right for me. I'm just not doing it because things get in the way and whatever. It's like I'm trying well, to. Maybe
2: that, that that is enough. You know, it's
0: okay. I think every other day is the right amount, but it's right. about a daily. Practice of, but which,
2: which you can do not going to a physical meeting. You know, there's lots of things that you can do. I think to remind yourself of what's important, and it's prayer you know, and meditation.
0: You know, it's it's, it's doing a lot of that. things.
2: So, well, for for me, it's
0: prayer and meditation, or like <laughs> or going to a meeting, or going to a Zoom, or talking to my sponsor, or talking to my sponsee or reading the book, or whatever. It's those things, um, Ch-
2: or just channeling what makes you feel. Grounded and healthy.
0: My dad was supposed to come on the show, but he says he's ready to go to sleep. So should we, we should get him on real quick? Sure. Oh. So we're 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 an hour and a half in and we're still on episode thirty-seven. <laughs> what does that mean? It means uh you should jump in now while you can. Linda's here. Uh, why don't you say hello to the Dopey Nation and say what five years of Dopey means
4: to you? <laughs> sorry. Am I on right now? Hello, everybody. It's very late. I, I want to uh, wish everybody uh, good health, and I'm very, very happy for five years of the Dopey Nation. Uh, it's,
0: it's the been, Dopey uh, Podcast, Einstein.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, it's the Dopey Podcast, but it's the Dopey Nation that keeps it going, though, right, right, David.
0: I get, yes, a Dopey podcast would be nothing without the Dopey Nation. Do you have any um, anything
4: you'd like to say?
2: Yeah, well,
4: who's, who's there? Linda's there? Hi,
2: Alan. There? Yeah, Nora just screamed hi, Grandpa Allen. Sorry, Dopey Nation. We're very excited to hear from Grandpa Allen. He's in Florida. We haven't seen him in a while. We miss him.
4: Yeah, I miss I miss everybody. Anyway, I'm 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 very very uh, proud of the podcast. Uh I've been reading all of the, the messages that people send and uh and I I picked one episode that I thought was funny when uh, when you had me on where I didn't even know I was on and I was upset with you. So but we uh, couldn't
0: find yeah, that, but that we can. The, we did find the other one. So we'll play. I'm going to play some of the other one until it's excruciating. So hold on. I'm going to give you to Linda. Hold on.
2: Should I hold it up to Hello, my microphone? Yeah. I'm, Alan, I'm holding you up to my microphone so you can hear this clip.
4: Okay.
0: All right. I want to read my yeah. iTunes review of the week. Uh, my iTunes review of the week is this one.
1: You're reading the one star. So this is the stuff that I mean. you bunch of amateurs. This should be ready to I go. Know, we don't plan it yeah. out. We have ADD.
0: Here. This is from May 30th,
1: 2017,
0: from 63A, who's... Uh, yeah, we've
2: already read no, this. No, we haven't.
0: We've read it. We have May 17th? May 30th. She says, or he... It's a while ago. She says, After listening to other dopey slash recovery podcast... What does that mean <laughs> i've come to realize that this podcast will not last long mm-hmm. unless dave and chris reformat their presentation introduce more guests with interesting stories we are tired of hearing about just you
4: two, especially dave
0: so dad that was your second pick what do you have to what do you have to say about that what, is, what does that bring back to you
4: that, that brings back to memory. That's what I said you guys were a bunch of amateurs and you didn't know what you were doing. And then you were going to go to, uh, to this uh, phone uh, voicemail and you couldn't figure out how to, how to go to the voicemail. <laughs> anyway, that was very funny. It, it really was. And, and the woman, whoever gave that advice about putting in other people's stories, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, that's exactly where the, where the show went.
0: Not on this episode, though.
2: No, just me. No, no. just Linda and me. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So far. And
0: Todd, <laughs> we played a very sad one of Todd. But uh, do you have any criticisms for the show of late? Before you go.
4: Oh yeah, I think you should you should stop uh, talking about the uh, sexual exploits of Ray. I think it's enough yes, already. Yes, I agree. He um, lives yeah. for that stuff. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's just humoring you. No, no what I was think, the last you
0: know, one? Didn't what was the last one where he wanted to talk about? Uh, the porn he likes, the halfway house porn, I didn't well, read then, that well, up. Well,
4: then let him, let him do it, not you. Yeah. Let him do it. If he I wants agree. to talk about it, let him talk about it. And,
2: that's what I did do. I
4: let him talk about it.
2: Well, that's your dad's, listen, he's allowed to have his feedback.
0: Yeah, well, everybody, yeah. everybody they, don't, they don't realize how much they love Sexual Ray. And we'll get to Sexual Ray soon enough. Um, do we have a Sexual Ray clip, I hope? We'll have Actual Ray. Uh, oh, okay. Even better. Even better. All right,
2: Dad, thank you for calling in. Hi, Grandpa Allen, we miss you. Sleep well. I'm, I
4: yeah, I miss all of you. I love all of you guys. All right, all right, good night. All Toodles right. for Chris.
0: Now, in the spirit of what my father said, we're gonna play from somebody else, and it was actually, there's a woman in the Dopey Nation named Stephanie, and she makes incredible art for the show. She actually, like, organizes all the Dopey Zoom meetings, which is just phenomenal. If you're not in the Dopey Nation Facebook group, Every day they have a Dopey Nation Zoom, and they do 12-step Zooms. They do harm reduction Zooms. We do a Zoom. It's pretty incredible. But this woman, Stephanie, got into the show because she heard uh, from this guy who called himself Hot Wheels. On this, in his first voicemail, he didn't. He called himself Brian, and he sent in this story, of voicemail that me and Chris just fucking loved, and uh, here is the first Hot Wheels voicemail on Dopey. I really want to play that voicemail we just heard because it was so funny. Should we play that right now? Yeah, because it, this is the reason I want to play it. It's because Phil, God bless you, Phil, is talking about recovery with Dopey. Yeah. Bring Dopey to America you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But the
1: voicemail we heard... It was a little different. It was a little bit different. Yeah. This is short, guys. It's a Very good one. short. We have several voice memos we're going to play in this episode.
0: Yeah. yeah it's just me and Chris and you guys
1: and some voice memos. So, <laughs> yeah. welcome back to Dopey. Yes. Welcome back to Dopey. Did you watch Welcome Back, Hotter? I did. I- you didn't. <laughs> no.
0: But again, like you just said, I'm old. All right. Here we go.
1: You ready? I'm ready.
6: Hey Chris, hey Dave Um I listened to your podcast And you gave me a couple of stories to think of here Chris was just talking about How long he would last if somebody put a Rig full of coke in front of him Well I'm a bona fide heroin addict You know Last summer I had about 97 days clean and was out playing some pokey bag <laughs> One of my fucking buddies gets off the train and goes, Hey, you want a bag of dope? And I immediately go, yes. I was in the library shooting it 30 seconds later. So I know exactly what you mean, Chris, about if it's in front of you, not having a chance. I mean, how often is a bag of heroin lined up in front of you? Well, on that day... DMT. Here's a funny-ass story about DMT. Me and my buddy discovered it back in high school. And, uh, well, we bought some, because everybody says, man, this one time I was so fucked up, we used to go, oh yeah? I'd like to pull some DMT out of the wallet. So when that shit ran, of course, we had uh, gone to the west side of Chicago to get some heroin, and, uh, we all did a rip of DMT. Nobody in the car wanted anymore, so we chucked it out the window
1: and it opened your. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's finish it here. you do the second
6: one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is Brian again. I just wanted to finish the DMT story. So, we chucked it out the window because nobody wanted our brains exploding anymore talking to God on this shit. No couple days later, I just happened to think about it, man. It looked like a big bag of white powder, like a massive crack rock somebody might have driven over in the street. And I know damn well somebody afflicted picked that shit up, loaded up their glass dick, Fired it up, blasted off, and might possibly still be talking to God this day. I don't know. I've often wondered about the person that found a two-gram bag of DMT on the street. Thought it was crack and got so high, real high, they never came down. Anyways, keep it up, man. Sometimes I can't listen to your shit because it's triggering, but sometimes I need to hear it because it's triggering. Keep up the good fight, man.
0: That's the one and only Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. And he called into the show. I wish I could play every clip. I wish the show could be yeah. thousands of hours long. He called into the show Triggered, and me and Chris talked him down. Mm. And then he called in another time, and he gave his phone number, and Stephanie called him. Wow. And he was like, go to a meeting. And, like, they're both doing their thing now. And I love those guys. And and I, I, I you know, I... I never like there're fucking nobody listening to the show for years and now there's thousands of people listening to the show and it makes me feel really good but um as we as I've been going through everything I hear these different ebbs and flows of of the show and the crazy thing to me is that just before Todd died it was like my favorite run of the show mm-hmm. like where I we were we were doing the show in the way that I wanted to do the show, and um, and it didn't last. And I think some of my favorite episodes, it was me and Chris recording in this house before we moved in right. when there was no furniture in it. And um, I'm going to play uh, one of those, a couple of those. So, yes, you were in the hospital or you were in the apartment, and the house was empty. I, just,
2: I think I had just given birth. The
0: house was empty just with boxes. Yeah. and And Chris... Um, you know, we got into a bunch of really stupid shit. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a little confused actually, cause I'm not going to play something from that time, but in that time and I, and, and in retrospect now, when I listen to those episodes, which were the one thirties, Chris might've been high.
2: That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It's weird because I was just saying to Dave, it's like Chris and I only met in person once. And it was after Dave had moved back to, not back, but David moved to um, Sayville, and he moved into the apartment with me and Nora from the city, and Dave had driven, I'm um, sorry, Chris drove Dave home from the city, dropped you off, and then I was walking down the street with Nora from somewhere, and Chris was leaving to go back to the city, and pulled alongside us, and he was like, hey, and he's like, uh, I'm Chris. And I was like, oh, hi. And he's like, nice to see you. And we, like, had this five-minute quick, and he was on the other side of the road, like a different direction of traffic, so we didn't even get too close. And um, we talked for maybe five minutes, and I was like, all right, we'll have a safe trip back. And that was my only face-to-face with Chris was him dropping you off at, the, at our apartment on Easy Street. And
0: you guys were walking to the deli, and I and it was in the early morning because he had slept over at uh, at my house, at right. my dad's house is what it
2: was and so what's weird is dave just said that the clip he's gonna play was from this house we're in now which we've been in for about two years and i was you know i had either i was either in the hospital or i had a c-section and i was in laid up in that apartment and um so chris was actually in this house that we're in right now with dave recording and um I, I find that to be so surreal. You but
0: know? this clip is actually a Skype clip, but it was born out of what happened in this house where Chris right. Chris proposes to me, supposes to me... Uh, supposes. Would I prefer... And it was a very controversial, controversial uh,
2: <laughs> thing
0: where he asks me if I would prefer to be raped anally or give a guy head until the guy comes. Okay. Interesting. And I chose to give the guy head until he he comes. And Chris in your mouth. Yes. Okay. And and that's
2: an important. uh,
0: Well, this was it was a big debate, and um, and a bunch of listeners were very offended. And Mm. one of the listeners who was offended was this Canadian listener, and we I also bashed Canadians in that same episode. And one of the listeners who got offended. Who is a stalwart dopey listener who is in DopeyCon 2, who's been around for a long time, is a guy called Carneaf. And uh, this was us, me reacting to Carneaf's getting upset at us. And it's like my favorite, this might be my favorite bit on Dopey besides the time that Todd called in. I just didn't want to play the time that Todd called in again because we just played it on the Todd show. Okay,
2: let's hear it. All
1: right. So this is from two episodes ago. If you guys don't remember, Dave and I had a lengthy conversation about which would be preferable. Um, If you had to choose either anal sex or oral sex, being, you know, taking it in the rear or giving another man a blowjob until he came in your mouth. And I made David pick one of those. And it's funny, actually, at dinner tonight, I recounted that to a group of people and I brought the same question. (laughs)
0: To everybody. <laughs> this is your new party game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you prefer to be raped anally or give head until they come? And, and then- there was four guys there and one woman and every one of the guys uh, picked the, the rape and uh, you and picked the butt rape and you, you picked the blowjob. Well, I'm sure I just think that the guys you hang out with are probably these Jim Tan laundry guys who think it would be more pleasant to get raped. Says the dude living in Long Island, Jim Tan laundry like the the Long Island in
0: Jersey is like that's Jim Tan laundry land. Listen, I don't know why you're even opening it up like in. Uh, it doesn't matter where Jim Tan Laundry Land is. I could be the the, the the last person in the biggest Guido fucking meat market on the face of the earth, and I'm still not a Jim Tan Laundry guy. I could be fucking in the <laughs> strip <laughs> in front of a laundromat next to a gym getting a tan and not be a Jim Tan Laundry <laughs> <You're>, guy.
1: It's <laughs> not possible <laughs> if Just, you uh, if you went to the gym every day. And the laundromat, and started tanning. You wouldn't be a gym tan laundry. person. No, it's, it's impossible.
0: <laughs> so I can handle
1: that. I, I can also
0: handle my choice. You know, I can handle my choice because, like, I don't know. I, I mean, and also that wasn't the point of bringing this up. The point of bringing this up is that you offended people.
1: What was the rea- the reaction? Well, no, no, first of all, the reaction was extremely positive, and including um, our some of our long term. Gay listeners, they thought it was really funny, and they chimed in and stuff. Um, but this one guy wrote, "God, there's fucking mosquitoes in here." This one guy wrote, um, "Canada is well, you also bash Canadians, remember." Oh, for a long time. And he wrote, Canada is a big country, guys, and homophobia is weird. Dopey is now pretty much unlistenable. I like to consider this podcast part of my recovery. I don't want to believe you're out of material, but if you are, find something other than discussing some shit you know nothing about, getting famous people on the show, and alienating your listeners. Is he saying that? Wait, hold on. Is he saying he doesn't want famous people on the show or is he saying we he's should saying start he focusing doesn't. he doesn't Is he want saying f- we should start focusing on getting more famous people No, on he's the show? saying stop focusing on that.
0: What uh, fame? We've never even had one famous I mean who's a f- Dr Drew is the closest thing to a famous person. Nick Reiner, so famous. Who's famous? Modi Modi I write a list I, I try to get people to come on the show and I have to write a list of the famous people <laughs> that come on the show and it's like nobody's heard of one of them and I know who this guy is this is fucking Carney from Canada wait, now wait, wait hold on let me finish
1: this continue. thing before you it's before you, so annoying okay uh, blah 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 if you guys are too busy to do the uh, podcast with diligence yeah, it up if you decide to keep it going in it's current vapid state no more weird sex shit You have no right to talk about, no more weird xenophobic bashing. If you're unsure about the episode, throw it out. You're okay with throwing them out to protect yourselves. Now put your empathetic practice into effect, my dudes. My dudes. That's him trying to be friendly at the end of his fucking message. You notice that? I did notice that. And then I wrote, hey, man, I'm sorry. I like you. And I hope you like me, too. Because I like you, so you'll like me. Love Me. (laughs) Love me. More or less. (laughs) More or less. That's what I (laughs) said. Write it. Write it to him. Read me what you wrote back. Hey, man. I'm sorry if it came out that way. (laughs) We definitely don't want to alienate anyone, and neither are we homophobic slash dislike Canadians. We were just being stupid. We're just stupid. We're not Canadian haters or homophobes. We're just idiots. Everybody loves idiot. It's like this. Like, do you, what do you remember About Carney's? I remember we got A voice memo From him right Or an email A couple right I think we got both What I remember And this is This is you know I, I think one of my
0: Weaknesses Like I've got a lot Of weaknesses A lot of uh, Character defects We could call them But this isn't one of them This is just an actual Personal weakness Where I have a terrible memory I don't
1: fucking remember Anything Read me Read me his, his criti- Criticism again Please The whole thing uh, just give me the bullets. Canada is a big country, guys, and homophobia. Canada? Canada. <laughs> Canada, Canada, Canada is a big country, guys, and homophobia is weird. Carnie, I want to read me more of his criticism
0: first.
1: He says, "Dopey is now pretty much unlistenable."
0: I used okay, to- but stop that for a second, Carnie if dopey is unlistenable stop fucking listening we don't need you you fucking dick I don't want to hear your fucking political correct hate mail on my fucking
1: podcast Facebook shit alright we're done with you stop listening that's it I'm very nervous of what his reaction is going to be to this what I think he's going to get upset
0: that's fine He shouldn't listen It's unlistenable he want, What does he want us to talk about? We have a fun fucking show Where we talk about what we want And we're upsetting The great Carniv Up in Canada Whatever the fuck he's doing yeah. <laughs> The fuck is his problem? It's like we have a stupid show. Let's, let's, let's fucking take it all on the table We have a stupid show About what we think About being in recovery Because we're both Heroin addicts in recovery Yeah. Okay? That's our show we, t- we have a nice laugh. You and me hang out. People listen. It's fun. Goodbye. Hello. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Welcome to Dopey. That's it. I think wow. I I think I just like how I sound in that in that clip. Okay. I love I love bashing I love bashing Canadians in Carniv. Mm-hmm. And and Chris made it safe for me to bash anybody because he was so sweet and I yeah. could just
2: be that guy. And Why did you get so triggered by Carniv?
0: No, I wasn't triggered by Carniv. It was more triggered by Chris being so upset by Carniv right. which is ironic because every bad comment now and then triggered me. I think I loved this clip because it was <laughs> the first time that criticism didn't get to me. Right. And I loved that hearing myself not be triggered or, or hurt it's by It's a criticism. sign of growth. It was, but I've re- I've regressed <laughs> completely. And the other one and this might be my all-time favorite clip of the show. Okay. I'm going to play it. We talk about advertising on Dopey. We also had this other story that I think we should bust out before it's over, where the people at our rehab... Oh, yeah. I don't even know how to tell that
1: story. Should we tell it for the next time, or...? Now just tell it. So Dave and I met at this place called Mountainside. Don't say the name unless they pay us. I just said it. We met at this place called Mountainside, and uh, they might do ads with us. And Dave had a call with the marketing fucking people, and they wanted, uh, you know, examples of ads, and all their examples suck, and they were very business-oriented. But if we had more followers... Well, they said. Well, they said. Well, how's your social media? Me tell you, you you were there. You handled it. I didn't do anything. It was just
0: so unappealing. It was so bad. Such a terrible call.
1: You handled it bad.
0: They're professional over there. They're suits. I don't know why I'm talking about this at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely not going to do it if they listen. <laughs> oh, man. This is why we can't get advertisers. I think Bowser's is the best <laughs> treatment center <laughs> in the
0: world. Give me 50 bucks. <laughs> Please. Send me some
6: fucking cookies and we'll fucking talk about your fucking Play
0: this fucking oh my god. Well, wow, I don't really know how to integrate a partnership
1: between our you know so funny. They asked for examples of ads, right? And so I like listened to our last episode where we talked about the I am sober app or a couple episodes before. And literally, I'm listening to the ad, and I'm like, "It's." I was like, "It can calculate how much money you saved on drugs." Dave's like, "I don't believe it." <laughs> 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 t- <laughs> talking against
0: the thing That's goes I'm like, you don't even know how it works. Can't you do th- that. can't do that. You can't do that. You can't just count your days, fucking idiot. That's what we do with every with every ad. You like take this nice <laughs> attempt at the ad, and then I get upset that you're people pleasing for the advertisers when really all you're doing is actually advertising. For me, that's like the purest the show ever got. <laughs> and it was like basically before Chris died, Chris and I, like, it didn't matter how big, dopey... I mean, we both wanted it to get big. But we weren't willing to do anything besides have fun. And uh, and that was fine. You know what I mean? And now, like, we have all these ads, and obviously I do, like, this... You know, somebody just wrote me, and they said they think the ads are ruining the show. And if you listen to this bit, I could see why somebody would think that. Right. But the difference between doing a show with Chris where we're just doing what we want, whatever and me trying to figure out how to make the show run, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. You know? Um, but...
2: Well, it's a totally different show.
0: It's a totally different show. And
2: that's, and that's okay.
0: Um, but...
2: You're laughing. Is so, I, it makes... Laughing is, <laughs> so is so funny. Riceless.
0: Because it's like, it's like I'm saying... I'm, I'm telling Chris about Mountainside, right. and then I say... I probably shouldn't be saying any of this at all. <laughs> and like it was probably like midnight or 12:30 and I just mm. fucking die. You know delirious. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and then it just like it was that was probably the hardest I ever laughed on the show. <laughs> and it was so funny because it was about monetizing the show, you know, which is yeah. like a big struggle now. And that was I don't know. Uh that was the episode before Todd died or something. Right. You know, it was like we were like and it's like almost like Laughing in the face of 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 what's coming, which is very scary and mm-hmm. sad, it's just terrifying, really. And um, and then of course, uh, after you know Todd died, and I'm not going to play clips of remembering Todd because it's too too much.
2: Right.
0: And and then we went to visit Artie Lang, and I'm going to play a quick quick Artie. Quick cut. Artie. We yeah. need a
2: little Artie.
0: Sure. And I don't know how I didn't know he was fucking high because when you listen to the clip, it's like. It's cra- he's crazy. Here, hold
2: on. You didn't know that he was high?
0: I, I didn't know. I didn't know that anybody
2: was high. I think I was just so You're just so psyched to have already in your, you know.
0: I think I was just realm. so also focused on making the show that I was more in my head about what had to happen for the show I, than like what else was happening.
2: And they were both high. Yeah. That's yes. the crazy part. Yes.
3: <laughs> you want to you you end early. I'm, kidding. That's, that's I'm just saying, it, 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 Chris knows. Is Chris? Yes. Yeah. He is the smart one here because he knows this is no big deal. You're delusional in thinking I'm a big deal, and you've pursued me in a way that has really been a little disconcerting. To you? I've, I almost called the FBI. <laughs> You're a nice guy. You know, here's the thing about you. You really, when it gets down to it, it was a bit stalky, but you wanted me on the show. It was flattering. But when you talk to you, you can tell you're very you are concerned about me. You, seem, you want me to get better, which is nice. Which is very nice. I
0: want you to do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? I think that... Well, don't say that. No, I honestly do. I want you to do what you right, want to well, do. Great, well, stop. Well, except for that. I just want to... I just want to it's to, great
3: to be here, I'm happy to be here. I'm just saying you guys, you guys are impressive. It's a unique thing that you guys have gotten through that, especially yeah. shooting dice. You know, so yeah. many people, there's not a lot of stories where you, you're, you get out of it. My question to you two guys is: How stable does that ground feel that you're on? Like, in, ter- st- in terms of in terms of drugs, in terms <laughs> how of the, how much you fear relapsing and what could
1: happen? It's how much work you put into it. Do you know what I mean? If and I, do you stop, still put a lot of work in it? I still put a decent amount of work in it, but when I don't, you know, when I start kind of living a little dishonesty and being selfish. They right, those baseline restless, irritable, discontent. Wow, those feelings come back, and when you feel those things, it's just a matter of time before I go back and pick up. So
3: you connected to you connect uh, using directly to not living like a good person, like dishonesty. I have
1: to be yeah, honesty, well, open mindedness, willingness. It's all twelve step right, shit and it's right. like and it's and based
3: on it Christianity, years, in the book, book, obviously. Yeah, but you, you know, 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 it's, a, it's the, they try it's to get like, rid
1: of the God, yeah, they try to get rid of the know. God piece, you know, or the Christian God. Piece.
3: So it's like two
0: guys super they're talking, high, and they're
2: talking over each other which, on coke.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: basically. And, um, and Todd had just died, and Artie had met Todd, you know. And uh, when we told we told Artie at the end that Todd had died, right, and he was affected. And then he said this thing, which I don't know, was very meaningful to me when he did this thing. Stay strong, dopey nation.
3: Stay. The autumn wind is a pirate. Here we go. Bustling in from sea, with a rollicking song he tramples along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a crooked sash, with a silver cap upon his head and a blistering black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold, and the trees all shake and quiver and quake. As he robs them of the goat. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you around and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Rest in peace, Todd. We go.
0: He sounded so fucked up in every bit until he says, Rest in peace, Todd. Mm. He It's like he sobered up to say that. Yeah. And uh, always gives me the chills. Right.
2: You know? Um,
0: so honored. Like, he said, like... Um, and I just
2: love that he busts into, like, poetry.
0: Well, it's NFL. It's based on, like, National Football League poetry. But oh. it's all about the National Football Is it? League. Yeah. I
2: thought it was, like, Robert Frost. Or something. I
0: think it is, but it's all <laughs> into... It's all football teams. The Raiders, the whatever else he said. Mm-hmm. Um and it's about autumn and winter and football teams. But and Artie loves football. But he says that I was delusional in how much I wanted him on the show. And he was just he was too high on the show. It's painful for me to listen to. However, I still have the same feeling about Artie. I believe that Artie uh is the best guest that we could have on this show. Artie would be just the the greatest person to have on this show anytime. time. I write his manager every... Now I write him every six months or something. I just yeah. wrote him. He didn't write me back. I
2: love where, when he said that you were stalk... What do he say? Stalkery.
0: Stalkery in that he was considering calling the FBI. <laughs> yeah,
2: that makes me laugh. Because you are. We've talked about this. Yeah, I know. You're obsessed.
0: Well, I mean, my Artie obsession has died it's down. It's died down. It has. I do think about going there from time to time. I think about sending him food, but I haven't done any of that. <laughs> anyway... It was at this point that uh that we lost Chris, and um, I just want to play one clip from his last show, Please. and then um you know, I don't know we we've said everything we could say about Chris dying on this show, but I think it's worth having a clip of of his last show absolutely, and again, he sounds super high in the clip, and um it's just so disturbing, like the second I hear his voice, I'm disturbed, you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like it fucks me up. But, and also it's it's the history of dopey, the fifth anniversary of dopey. We're coming up on two hours, and Chris isn't dead yet so but that's just about what it meant to the show, you know, like him dying you know is is the skeleton of the show, right? It's the bones of the show. We're coming up on this is gonna be episode two seventy six he died we're almost at the point where we have more episodes without him than with him. Right. And yet his death is like, is, you know, you can't, there's nothing else to say about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
2: It does.
8: I had to fly to fucking Houston yesterday. Yeah, I was going to mention morning. the state. I'm trying to be vague. I'm I'm trying I'll, to like have... I'll bleep it. I had to fly to Texas yesterday. Don't bleep anything. We got, we, got, we got to do all this, you know? I had to fly to Texas yesterday and then turn around and fly back. It was a lot of traveling. And I even told Dave, I was like, I, sh- I don't know if I can do Dopey tomorrow night. And then I wasn't going to do it tonight either. So what made you, t- what made you do it? Tonight? Yeah. We've got to get it out there. Well, you just said you weren't going to do it tonight either. But it's more important for me to get this out there weekly than my personal feelings. What are your personal feelings? That I want to just chill, watch TV, go to bed. And I also knew that if we did this, and despite the fact that we're recording, that I'd feel better. How about I was the feeling, inverse? I was feeling miserable. What? How about the inverse? How about if we didn't do it, what would happen? Then I'd have to wake up, and I'd panic because we didn't release Dopey, and we'd been on a schedule. All of the fucking, the mouse on the wheel in my brain would start running. A Not your: mention. I was running for you all day. <laughs> For me, dude, you would not believe the stuff I have going on. You, you have no idea. I mean, you've been so far out of the loop. You have no idea the stuff that's going on in my life. Between, like, Linda and the house and stuff or what? Just, I have a, a, a laundry list of stuff to talk about, but we're not going to it yet. Lots of stuff is happening on this end.
0: And that was, of course, uh, the show was already a day late. You know what I mean right it was the it was like middle of the night we put out the show, it was totally fucked up, everything was ruined you know and um and he died two days later, you know yeah and um you know everybody knows the story, and then Annie came on the show, and then uh I had to figure out how to make the show you know and um and it was a misery right
2: mm-hmm. but
0: you and you said. You don't need to make the show anymore, you know. You were like, and "Well, I think, we didn't
2: know what was what was gonna what should happen,
0: right?" But you, <laughs> you, you know? but you said you don't have to, right? And I said I do have to, and I thought I was going to do like a ten minute episode, um, just to tell everybody what happened. And then Annie came on, and it was like the craziest episode ever because she found him. Right. I'm not going to play a clip from that either. Um, after that, we had to start rebuilding. And, um, I think it was very soon after that, that, um, that I started talking to Sam about how to make the show,
2: how to keep it going and and what um, to do. And, and, and it was after that, and then it was just you, right? So it was you doing a show alone, you know, and then you started getting guests and, you know, et cetera. But it was, how can you do a show by yourself essentially, which is a huge change.
0: But it was at that point that I started to talk to Sam and I needed somebody to listen to what I was recording
2: right. to,
0: to to run it through them so I could figure out what we had or we didn't have. So then I started playing everything for Sam. And um, I think we'll, we'll bring Sam in now.
2: Okay, sounds good.
0: And if anybody doesn't know... Sam is a guy who I met at rehab in Florida. Who was a TV producer. He had worked on such notable shows as Hercules and Xena. So, me running material through Sam felt like a safe uh, a safe bet, and I trusted Sam's opinion. And now, on the phone, coming to you from California, is Sam. Welcome to back to the show.
9: Hey everybody! Hi, Joby Nation, and happy five year anniversary. Dopey
0: podcast. That's great, Sam. That's <laughs> wonderful. Um, what? what was I going to say? Uh, so, so why don't you describe your uh, what happened at that point for you vis-a-vis Dopey, the Dopey show?
9: Uh, well, uh, for 142 episodes, you know, I was I was a listener, and you'd ask me to, you know, you'd ask me to pipe it. Oh, sorry, I want to say hi to Linda. Hi, Sam. Hi Linda. Um, so I was I was a listener, and and you would ask me to do things here and there, and I did, and I was happy to do it, and you know, and I was just a fan of the show, and it was fun listening to you, my friend, um, do this show and do it with your friend Chris, and you know, then he died, and and it all it all changed, and I didn't believe it, and then, you know, I knew you were going to keep going, and uh, and then you called me and. You know, you had me listening to shows, and uh, you know, and trying to figure out where to go from there alone. You know, with you, uh, with you as a solo host.
0: So, Sam, if you're gonna pick some favorite moments of your era, where are you
9: looking? Uh, where am I looking? Um, well, you, you know, we've done so many together. You know, we've done you know a hundred plus together. Um, but you know, where I go immediately. And you know where.
0: Well, tell the Dopey Nation.
9: Well, I, I got to go to Cat Marnell. Just because nah. that was such a a, such a a pivotal, controversial episode that, for my money, was the gift that ki- kept on giving and continues to keep on giving.
2: I liked that interview, too.
0: The fucked up thing about it is, like, Cat Marnell was like a meteor smashing into Planet Dopey. And, like, the... The fucking tidal wave of of you know discontentment and fucking hatred it was crazy, but Sam pulled a clip from Cat Marnell and I was like, holy shit, I was like I was like what went wrong? I just figured we'd be friends It was such a friendly clip mm-hmm. um I'm gonna play it right now and to set it up, basically I had we had done a whole interview and she was a little bit like evasive when talking about recovery and stuff, and then we played the stash word game show and she had fun and then i had her read an email from a listener and uh and that's this okay hey, you want to read a sad fan email
10: oh yeah yeah read
0: this it's in broken English. I don't know where this oh, person's from. I'll do it. All right.
10: Cat, a note from Konstantin Uzlov on your Facebook page. Hey, Dopey. I learned about it of late, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> have, I'm an IV heroin user. I try to stay away from benzodiazepines because I always get in some shit. Plus, it's the worst detox I ever had. I'm on methadone maintenance. You read maintenance. it like it's
1: like your book. Let's methadone
10: maintenance is like like Marilyn Monroe methadone maintenance you know double M's Mm. I'm on methadone maintenance and work as a Havag tech I just started a new job this is a long email (laughs) and I knew the dope was I just got home and I knew the dope was weak wait what is he talking about next thing I know so he takes all this dope next thing I know someone's banging on my window I open my eyes and it's my counsel from the methadone program my rig that's a needle is on my lap with empty baggies next to me and I have a huge burn hole on my hoodie. Well, you know, I have a big-ass burn in my stomach right? Like, I dropped so many cigarette cherries. I did, too. That wasn't even odd dope. I just did it to myself. Well, maybe I was at the time. But. You probably were. Um, oh, my God. So, wait. So, then the counselor, he had over 20 missed calls from his new boss and a text that says, I can stay home from now on. What is the question?
0: It's not a question. You're supposed to read the email. Oh. It's a fan email. Oh, I thought it was... There's no question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're, like, looking for the question. You're supposed yeah. to read the email. This is a dopey listener writing oh. their dopey story. You don't need to know it. Just read it.
10: Oh. And then... Well, it's really long. And then she hands me her phone, and it's playing a recording. This is about her, her mom. <laughs> his mom. And it's... um. It's the junkie in the kitchen. It's him in the kitchen with the plate in his hand, putting food from a fridge, and the plate slips from his hand and breaks on the floor. So for those of you who don't know, a big thing with any addicts, alcoholics, anyone, is that your relatives and friends film you to shame you later.
0: (laughs) Do they do that to you?
10: No, but I'm sure they would. I had camera phones and stuff. If I had been around anyone who cared, that's why I always hung around people who were glad I was on drugs. I mean, um... But, you know, you film the person who won't change. And you're like, look, you should, what, look you what you did. You look what you did. You don't remember any of this? You know, that's a very typical thing. So that's what the mom was trying to show him. And I like you giving the little book report on the email. It was... Uh, and it was a really, and he's like, mind you, the whole time, and so he has this frying pan he's trying to put in the microwave because he's all doped out. His mom's filming him. And he's like, mind you, the whole time, I'm nodding out and twisting side to side, front to back. And then he goes, it was really the funniest and most shameful thing I've ever seen me do. And then toodles for Chris, and stay strong, dopey nation. Well, i just like to say, Ilya Yesevev, <laughs> I think you're absolutely terrific. And yeah, that could be a good show. Like America's most,
0: most fucked up drug stories.
10: No funniest. No, but it's not America. Like it's like America's funniest home videos, but But, it's like the most horrible, sad, twisted home videos of junkies.
0: So after she read the email, there was a, a huge uproar in the dopey nation that she said the guy's full name, right? Um, and, not yeah, he and of course we just did, so I'm going to have to take out his last name too. And um, she was hoping that the email was a question for her. <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> and then in reality, it was, I just wanted her to read the email, and the fans got upset. And so Sam wrote the email from the voice of the person who, Sam wrote the song from the voice of the person who sent the email, right?
9: That's right, yeah. And, and what I thought was so funny about this is that she um, read it in, in you know, sort of a sing-songy voice in sort of a Valley Girl kind of, you know, a funny voice. And literally yada yada you know, half the email.
0: Right, she went ba-ba-ba, whatever. So here is mm-hmm. Sam's song about Cat Marnell.
9: This is my apology song to Vladimir Putin Jr., i just don't know what i was thinking it's just that cat marnell is so hot cat marnell is so hot i guess this one really got away from me especially when she said your whole name especially when she yada yada your whole email i don't know what i was thinking it's just that cat marnell is so hot and crazy cat marnell is so hot and crazy
0: that was one of my fa- I, I I I want like I think around that time is when I put up the bonus Cat Marnell Patreon defending Cat Marnell to the Dopey Nation and reading like an excerpt from her book and then I like sat down to watch the Nick game and I saw I had a voicemail and that was the voicemail. <laughs> it was like the greatest thing. Um so hang in there. I wanna play and this is a little bit out of order, but there were a lot of great things that happened after Chris died. And one of my favorite things that happened was, uh, was getting Mark Marin on the show. Like, that was, like, so crazy to me. And, of course, he, like, went off on me that I'm a stalker like Artie did. But I'm going to play it anyway. This was when Marin came on the show. You ready?
2: Ready. Ready.
0: It's a pretty magical, mystical moment for me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I told this story on last week's Dopey. Where I cornered, and you told the story on WTF. Lucky you. Lucky me. <laughs> and I ran into fucking Mark Marin on Ludlow Street. As he said, I cornered him on the corner, and then I invited him for breakfast. And uh, he, he said he'd come on Dopey, and it fucking blew me away, and here he is.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, I think what happened was, like, I was feeling nostalgic, and, uh, you know, there's something about Katz's that has meaning to me. There's something about this neighborhood that has meaning to me, both comedically and historically on some level, as a Jew, as a guy that was, you, you know, that, uh, you, you know, I just come from that. I, I worked in a deli when I was in college, and, and Katz, whatever. So you come running out, and you work there, and you have this podcast, but I kind of knew about it because I've been, I've been in some sort of Twitter loop with people. That I put you into. Oh, you put me into that? I right. think so. Yeah. I mean, because so, I
0: tag you all the time.
5: Well, yeah, so, so I kind of knew that it was something. I didn't know what it was or who you were or anything. I didn't know cats has had anything to do with it. It doesn't. Stuff. In fact, I used to bleep the word cats as on dopey. Well, whatever the case, like the, the, the synchronicity of it, like, you know, because, you know, of my affection for uh, Jews. Jews, uh, corned beef, pastrami, deli tradition, the Lower East Side, uh, you know, addiction issues. When you told me you would get me breakfast, I was still on the fence. And then I think after breakfast, I I said I might do it, but then you kept annoying me with your, uh, you know, with the the junkie hustle. So, like, so that was good. You're persistent. You have this horrible mixture of of just being Jew-pushy and junkie-pushy. Right. And, uh, yeah. It's a rare mixture, right? Well, it comes in Jewish junkies primarily. And there's, it's not that rare. That's but, funny. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but, but the, the the double whammy of the, the Jew hustle and the junkie hustle. I, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe it's, uh, it's time. Maybe it's, uh, it's a mitzvah that uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help this guy out. and, uh, and then, But then he started tweeting a lot, and I was sort of like, no, fuck. This is really getting annoying because now if I say I can't do it or I bail out on him, then I'm the asshole. But that's the real Junkie Hustle right there. I know what it was. No, but I but wasn't going to call you out on it. But well, you kind of did. And I- When
0: Marin came on the show, that was like a huge highlight for me because he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. But an even bigger highlight for me was the first time Linda was on the show. Right, Sam?
9: Yes. I love Linda's first appearance. I love all of her appearances, but this one was particularly uh, special, I think, to you know, the Dopey Nation. Let's turn b- What? And I th- especially, Linda, after you had been you know, so unsure of Dopey mm-hmm. you know, for, for all the years, and then uh, to see the support was really cool.
2: Let's hear it. I'm scared.
0: And today's a very exciting day uh, in the history of Dopey because my beautiful, uh, what do you call yourself? Partner. My beautiful partner, Linda, has decided to come on the podcast. So say hello. Hello. How are you, Lynn? I'm good. I'm a little nervous. What are you nervous about? This is... is, What's different about this than 20 minutes ago?
2: (laughs) Well, we're talking to a microphone. You can ignore the microphone. <laughs> as you move it closer as to I, my, as, as I you move it, it closer <laughs> to you. Now, Linda has
0: been um, somebody who has lived with uh, Dopey without being too engaged with Dopey. She's hated Dopey. She's loved Dopey. She's been impressed with Dopey, annoyed with Dopey. And here you are on the show. So what do you think about all that?
2: Ooh, well, I really respect what Dopey is, but it's... Uh, where Dopey came from, came from a place that was really hard.
0: Well, yeah. You want to jump right into that, that <laughs> section? I, the, the section I want to jump into is it was three years ago in January. And Linda and I had just reconciled to get back together. But I hadn't told her that I was doing this podcast with Chris. And uh, we were in this diner. And um, having a nice time. And, like, something good had happened with Dopey. Like, I think we had, like, 50 downloads or something. Mm. Something had happened, and I was, like, all excited.
2: I think I snooped on your phone. It's probably what happened. But what do you think you snooped? I, well, I snoop on I snoop on his phone sometimes because, you know, trust is always a, a thing. And um, I think I saw when I looked at his phone when he was in the bathroom something about some sort of dopey podcast and i had not no idea about it so when he came back from the bathroom i said well what's dopey and uh and then here we are
0: <laughs> no and she freaked out Do you remember you got very upset because one- well i
2: did because because I, I you know dave was talking about me and um our story and our life on a podcast and podcasts are still kind of new in a way so I didn't really even know exactly what a podcast was and he you know there weren't a lot of people involved in it at that point well him and Chris and then not a ton of listeners but now like there were like no listeners so but it still it still felt a bit um you know revealing and I didn't know what to make of it so I got upset and I said take it down
0: And then I called up Chris, and I said, take it down. And Chris was like, really? Do I have to take it down? And I was like, you have to take it down. I was like, just take it down. Take it down. And uh, and Chris took it down. And then... I don't remember why you changed your mind about it. Dopey was done. Linda had effect- effectively ended Dopey. You had ended it.
2: Well, I don't think I ever really changed my mind. I think i, I those those beginning episodes were about you know our story, and um, I don't think I felt comfortable with them being shared until kind of recently.
0: Because yeah, I'm re-releasing them now.
2: Well, I don't know <laughs> how much of a choice I have, but you know, I'm okay with it now because now Dopey's a whole different thing.
0: But I think at the time you had you had seen the potential in Dopey more than I had. When um, when you had you know conceded to letting us do it,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you were like, I think um, it could be helpful to somebody, and and um, and I think that you're giving a a voice to it. I just don't, and you said, I just don't want you to tell your stories, and then like. For, like, ten episodes, I told stories about, like, when me and Dave Kennedy snuck into the Knicks game and stories like that that just weren't about, like, risky business. Mm-hmm. And then probably at episode 23, I was like, I have to just tell the stories. So I started telling the stories. Well,
2: you know, and also because I know that you want the podcast to be, like, really fun. And that time wasn't fun for me. So that was always the big conflict, too, is, like, I kn- but they, but you're also very good at telling the stories in a funny, fun way. But you know, for me, it was it was a really horrible time. Um, but the dopey. Looking wasn't... back now, I can we can I don't know some things I still can't laugh at, but there's definitely other things that I can look back now and say that was so crazy, and we can kind of laugh at it. But it took a you know it, that's it's taken some time, and that was still pretty fresh. So
0: what what do you make of that, Lynn?
2: It's, that's crazy. I was it's crazy because I haven't listened to that since the I listened to it the day after, it was put out. So how I mean I was saying how long is that? How long ago was that? I guess like almost two years, right?
0: Yeah, it, it's the thing that gets me is it's like everything that I did with Chris was super like like two fucking pigs in the mud, and then like my friend died and I crawled out of the mud and we kind of reflect. On the mud that once was, right? I mean, it's like a totally... It's like the show changed from being in the mud to looking back at the mud is is, is the mm-hmm. thing I get from it, you know?
2: Right. I don't understand what you just said.
0: What do you think about that,
9: Sam? Uh, well, I think I get where you're, you're going, but I want to back up a little bit just because it seems to me that it was sort of shady that you didn't tell your partner that you were doing it. And, and, I, and I relate that just because you were sort of, you did what you wanted to, you were doing what you wanted to do. You didn't want to get busted. You were early in recovery. No,
2: but me
0: and Linda, now. me and Linda had a very shaky relationship at that point.
2: Well, that's what he's saying.
0: We weren't really like real partner partners because we had we were barely seeing each other. We were just, we were like, we had made an agreement that we were going to try to be together, but we hadn't been together much, and Dopey had just started, and, like, I didn't know that Linda and I were going to stick it out at all.
2: Right, but but to, to piggyback possibly what Sam is saying is that you were talking, and I think that's what I was saying when I was on the episode, is that you were talking about us. You were mentioning my name. You were talking about me. I was So there's a piece of... You didn't share that with me. You didn't say. Right. I'm talking and and, right. and podcasts. Regardless if they were relatively new or not, you're still broadcasting um, stories that involve somebody, and and I had no idea you were doing that. So
0: right, it was wrong. It was,
2: it was wrong. So freaking yeah. what, wrong. Thank you, Sam. He's so wrong.
9: Yeah, I, yeah. What I take from that though is is that uh, David would no way in hell do that now. I think that was just a product of his just being sort of more immature then and just wanting to do something and not wanting to fuck anything up and just, you know, getting it done under the radar. But I just know that now the sobriety and that sort of the guy that Dave's become certainly through the show and then working with him for these, um, you know, over two years, he's a different guy.
2: Well, and right. And, and that's and, and it's funny because he'll I'll listen to him telling story, like the 9-11 story or him to hear, he'll tell some of his drug stories now, and that doesn't hit me the same way. Now I can actually listen to it. Like, there's enough distance, and there's so much recovery, and, and, you know, I see see who he is and where he's at, that I can actually hear those stories, and I could, I don't know if I'm going to laugh, but I don't have that feeling that I Mm -hmm. had... A couple of years ago, when we were just you know having a new child and starting to, and buying a home, and it was like, oh shit, you did that, like you're <laughs> you were fucked up, you know. Right, and it was scary. Right, it was right. like it was like disturbing. Now it's not disturbing.
0: And what and what about like just with the, like what do you make of the trajectory of the show? Like what it was like and what it's become? Like it's totally a different thing. Like it could not. It's like, and it fucks me up a little bit. Like right. when I do this, because, you know, we did spend the majority of the time on the early days and it's because I think it's hard for me to go back to the early days because there's so much pain around losing my friends. It like, it breaks my fucking heart. And like we keep saying, the show had to change and um, and the show has to march on. and I And I think the show needs to feature recovery and it needs to feature famous people, and it needs to feature Dopey Nation people, and um, and I think, you know, I plan on doing the show until, like I said when Chris died, I'm gonna do the show until it sucks, or it's not fun anymore. Right. And that's my plan, and um, I don't want, I, I want it to be exactly the same as it's always been, but we're not the same, I'm not the same, so the show can't be the same. And, and that's what it is, you know, and like Ray fell asleep. But like Ray is this great you know, I I was supposed to call him at like nine thirty or something and I and it's and it's past midnight and blah blah blah. But like Ray has been this integral part of the show that's offered like a really integral, integral either way. He's offered a really good good like friendly vibe. And all of my friends that have been on the show, Aurora and Jim and Jeremy and like Justin and Peter, like all of those people keep the flame of dopey alive, which is like chilling, you know what I mean? Feeling like you're safe, you know, you, you're the, you're the most amazing one, Sam, Sam, Sam's more of a behind the scenes, but, uh, obviously he keeps the flame of dopey burning, right? Sam, what do you have to say about that?
9: I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. I don't think a lot of people know what I do, but, uh, you know you and I are talking constantly probably to Linda's anno- to to totally annoy her. We are always and, uh,
2: talking. Yes. Yeah.
9: But but we're constantly working on Dopey. And we're thinking about Dopey and and um and it's definitely a different show now. And it just had to be. You know, um, Chris died. You know, and this is the first time, you know, for preparing for this the 5 year anniversary that I went back to the shows um, with Chris you know, I listened to them in real time as they would come out every week. And, and I was, I was just a fan and, uh, you know, um, and it was so funny and, you know, listening to stuff that we were, you know, looking for, for the, for the, for the show. And, um, your relationship with him was phenomenal. There could, there, you could never replace Chris. Chris can never be replaced in anybody's heart or on the show or anywhere. And certainly for his family and everybody, but, um, you know but we we, you had to keep going yeah yeah
2: and you know what's interesting as sam's talking i was just thinking that it's almost like don't you both feel like the show now is is not that it isn't as as you know fun and and satisfying but don't you feel like it's more work like when you and chris would just sit and like bs for, for for the podcast it was one thing but now it's like it's like it's like you guys work, you know. I, it, like Sam said, you guys are always talking. You're, you I'm constantly doing like research. Like you're refining. I have to say, like you're refining. It's a, refining your craft, but it's like it's um, it's not just like a bsing fun show anymore, which does still happen, which is great, but it's it's turned into something that i think requires a little bit more work and, oh, It's a lot uh, more
0: work it used to be me a and lot chris more work. me and chris would sit down for 4 hours and we'd be done for the month you know i'd be done for the month now it's like a week is is endless work
2: but it's a, it's it's what it has to be you know it's what it has to be and like but you always say cuz i notice how much you work but you always say that you love it and and i think the minute that dave stops saying that he loves this it's done and it ha- that hasn't, you know, if, if anything, you you, you're, you love it more and more and more because it's growing and changing and evolving, you know? And that's the beauty of it is that it's different, but you still love what you're doing.
0: I love it. And I also, like, I see it, I mean, it's like I'm a persistent fucker and I was persistent using. Like, I, was pers- I, I held on to using forever. And then I was persistent with getting you back. I would not let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't I crazy with that. I would yep. not let it go, and I'm and I'm persistent with dopey. Uh, I believe like, and I chase guests like I used to chase drugs. Yeah, I like that. You know, I'm like crazy chasing guests like constantly. If it's like stalking Marin or Artie, Artie or just like constantly writing people, and like I do it because I I love making the show. You and enjoy it. I love yes. it. But the fucked up thing is that. I, want, I don't want to play bits. Like, I don't feel like playing bits uh, of interviews. I feel right. like playing bits of, like, of the, of the really magical stuff. And, and like, I think there has been magical stuff since then. I just, uh, I miss Chris, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I miss Todd. And um, And I feel terrible what happened. And I feel like, yes, the five-year anniversary should encapsulate the show. Yes, I pulled... Like, my big dream thing was when I got to do the scene with Michael Imperioli when, when I played mm-hmm. Christopher and he played the Junkie. But I don't really feel like playing it. Like, you know, I listened to it, and it was funny, whatever. It was a dream that I got to do it. It was awesome that um, some of the people that have come on that have come on, and I love the Cat Marnell feud, and I love the beef with Vice, and I love the beef with that sober guy and Cher and that... uh. Share's done. The Share podcast folded up. Omar's done. Omar's just going to do recovery coaching now. Um, I love all that, and I really believe, uh, I believe that there will be five more years of Dopey.
2: Really?
0: And I believe that it will get bigger. And I believe that it will. Sam,
2: me, and you have to be here, same time, same place at the ten year. Okay. Yes, totally. And I. And I, I and our- and
9: I'm fucking that Nora is going to learn editing skills so she can be like the associate producer. She'll be on the show. fucking
2: 21. Yeah. Oh, that just gave me a, a minor heart she, attack.
0: She begs to come on Dopey, and I'm like, you can't, you don't want to. It's like that's the one thing. I, it's like people used to pray to have their their daughters not get on the pole. I I beg to not have my daughter on Dopey. It's like, yeah. it's like, and she's like, she's like. Maybe I can inherit Dopey when you stop. And when I say another five years, it's because I believe that we will get to where we want to be. Like, I believe that we will get the guests that, like, we'll get, like, maybe not Courtney Love, but I bet we get Jason Muse this year. I bet Russell Brand comes around soon. I I think that um, hopefully we'll get who we want. Exciting
2: things are on the horizon. You think so? What do do. you
0: guys say? You think exciting things are
2: on the horizon? Of course. Uh,
9: Oh yeah, I mean, I think that you know it's been such a good run, but I think the best is yet to come. I
2: really, I really agree. Do. I really do, yeah. and I think Sam and I would be would be honest with you because we're both, you know, very involved and and takes a lot of our time too. Right. So I think we would say like, listen, and and if the pet listen to me for me, the passion is there. You are still so passionate, and. Um, that's all you need if you have that then anything's possible right yeah
9: as they say in the business dave we're not doing this for our health
2: well right what i'm saying is that uh as i always
0: say like there there would be no show without the audience the dopey nation has grown so much and their involvement is so cool and their participation and them looking out for each other oh
2: forget it That's the best is
0: the best part um you know, I think there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff happening this year. If you guys uh you know, send in voicemails, send in emails, uh be a part of the show, because that's yeah. the best show. This was just me being self indulgent and looking back at the past five years. And I think I deserve to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, I think I do. Of
2: course I uh, definitely Absolutely. I just wish Ray
9: hadn't fallen asleep.
2: Yeah, whatever that's my Ray. Fault. That's
0: my fault. Fucking a. And I'm not going to play the Ray clip at Healing Appalachia. I mean, think about it. We did Dopey, DopeyCon. Like, what an amazing There's thing. There's so too. DopeyCon 2 is. is Isn't
2: this episode already three hours? I gotta no,
0: go to bed. It's done. Do you want to say goodbye before it's over?
2: I do. Stay strong and toodles.
9: Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris.
0: Yes. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris and everybody. Todd, Colleen, Liam fucking dave marshall andrew troy scott everybody that you guys know that you've lost uh toodles for them and keep your fucking heads up i want to take a walk around the world i wonder would it do me any good until i get some money in my pocket then i guess i'll just have to walk around my neighborhood but I want to be good so bad, want to be so good, so bad, so bad, I want to be good so bad, bad desire's all I ever had, and I want to take a ride up in the sky, watch does airplanes just pass me by. And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive, just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be good, so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had.
1: And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller. getting smaller and smaller and it's high and where I stand and I wonder would they pay it any mind when I leave this busted city far behind
0: I'll take the high road however far it winds because peace and love are very 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 hard to find and I want to be good so bad So bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad, and I wanna call my dad. And it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had.
3: And it's all I ever
0: had. And these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and I want to call like dad, And it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. I want to be good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good, so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And damn it, all these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. It's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and I want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had, it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had. These suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and I want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And